Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Hold the phone. Hey, brother. <laughs> this is serious. Hello there, and welcome to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk Podcast, episode number 239. 39! Hi! Welcome to the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve San Pietro. We are coming to you live from Comac, New York, Freehold, New Jersey, and Newtown, Pennsylvania. Ready to unload with Cal and Stampede. Hi, we're going to talk about New York sports tonight, and we have a boatload to get to tonight. So it's going to be a great show. This is episode number 239. So go grab uh, a glass of wine, a glass of vin, a glass of vino. Uh, pour yourself a cup of coffee. Maybe uh, have a beer. And uh, we're going to talk New York sports nights and other stuff because the Bishop Pop Culture PJ is here as well. We may be joined by a buddy of mine, Brian Big O D guy work with great Met fan to talk about what has been a just ridiculous few days around the Mets. And of course we have to talk about uh, the Yankees, the Major League Baseball trade deadline is tomorrow. We're very excited about that. And we're going to talk about the Jets opening camp today and Sheldon Richardson vying (laughs) with JPP and Henry Mejia to be the stupidest athlete in New York, and that is a tough competition right now. Uh, And then, of course, the Giants opening camp, and the Giants owner, John Mara, saying he doesn't know how many fingers uh, JPP has. They, They just don't know right now. They just don't know how many fingers he actually has. So all of that coming up on episode 239, so grab something. Uh, the music's over, isn't it? All right, let's bring in the co-host then. Let's get right to it. Cal. When that's the guy. Need to bring him in. He is the the yin to my yang. The G to my M. So he's the general. I'm the manager. The uh, the salt on my pretzel. Mr. Brian Calniva, Calpino Caliente. Hi, Brian. Hi, Steve. Hey, hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, guy? What up? Not that I, I feel like there's probably nothing to talk about tonight, right? Nope. We're good. I think we're all set. 
All right. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Just got the intro in. And Later. That'll, that'll do it. <laughs> Later. Laters. <laughs> Who says later anymore? Is anybody Gosh, saying? Laters. There it is. Thank you, Peach. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Uh, my final unload. Is... <laughs> I hate sports. That's my final unload. Is that I think Steve Steve moved to New Hope just so he could say New Hope, Pennsylvania. It's New in an announcer it's voice new, no, on the podcast. New, it's Newtown, Pennsylvania. Newtown. I'm so con- I'm so confused. So Teresa's job is in New Hope, but we moved to Newtown. So Newtown is about 15 minutes south of New Hope. All right, I'll be the judge of that. Well, you'll find out when you come here. How are you, buddy? Good. I'm good. It's it's. Uh, I can you believe that it's almost August? I can't can you believe that. Where has the summer gone? I uh, I can't. I refuse to believe it. I think you're a liar. Flying by. And uh, I think right now you should apologize to me for li- you for lying about uh, what month it is. No, it is flying. Uh, we're we're about to be in August, um, and. The Mets are, are independent race, but are they really, Bry? Are they really? The math would say that they are. That's right. That's everybody, what everybody would loves to believe. Hey, ask ask all of the nerds with their faces in the spreadsheets if they're in the independent race. I'll bet you they'll tell you that they are. Nerds. Can you right? say that like, uh, what's his name? Uh, McGinley. Nerds. McGinley. Was that the guy in Revenge of the Nerds who was also on Happy Days? John uh, McGinley? Ted McGinley. Ted McGinley. Yeah. Um, sure. Look, it's 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 difficult to process right now. It is. Um, did I lose you, Cal? I feel like I lost you. Uh-oh. I feel like we lost Cal there. Did we, did we lose you? We're doing, I'm back. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. And you sound... Uh, All right, I clearer now great um <laughs> wouldn't be a show if we talked about our technical difficulties correct right. no i i feel like we're, we're gonna get right into the sports especially if my my buddy brian calls in brian, calling he's he's supposed to call right i he's supposed to call you know he 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 works very early in the morning oh, very kind of late for him but he just texted me he said okay so i think he yeah, might be calling okay. in in a couple of minutes um, to talk about the Mets. He's a very big Met fan. He works very early in the morning, so he hasn't had a chance to call us in the last two or three years. But every every day I go into work, we have our, you know, 15 minutes of Met conversation. And um, you just, you can't, you can't even wrap your head around what has gone on with this team in the last, you know, 48 hours. I mean, starting with Henry Mejia being suspended again um, for a year for using steroids again. That way you... Is that where you want to start? That's where it starts, I think. Yeah? It doesn't start with um, the lineup they put out there last Thursday? Oh, we could do that. I mean, we could, we, we could go back that far. Because then it involves the trades. It involves Conforto coming up. It involves 15-2 to two on on Saturday night, right. The, the, the odd, huge, ridiculous 15-2. to two. Yeah. And then uh, getting Kelly Johnson and Juan Uribe and then trading for Tyler Clippard. And on the day that you trade for Tyler Clippard, you find out that Henry Mejia has been suspended for another 162 games for using steroids again. Using steroids while he was on suspension for using steroids. There's a great line in Ruthless People 
we may be looking at the stupidest man on the face of the earth. <laughs> That's and they're talking about. I think they're talking about Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold's in that movie, right? Is Judge Judy in that movie? I think we lost Cal again, Peach. We'll do it without him. We do. <laughs> we sail without him. Why this keeps happening? I don't know why this keeps happening either. I hope it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's. Part- I don't it know. Why like I keep- someone's punching him in the stomach. It sounds like somebody's literally punching him in the stomach, and <laughs> and, and physically kicking him off the show. Right. Like somebody. He's like, ah, I got a point to make about one, two, three. Go, go, God. It sounds like somebody is physically kicking you off the show, Bri. I don't understand it. All right. Well, hopefully you know, we can I have get. No, I have no voice today, by the way. I should warn you. No. We're uh, we're on the fourteenth Ricola of the day. Oh man, that's a lot of Ricolas. Is it Ricola or Ricolas? I'm not sure, but I bought them at a at a Finnish themed resort in the Adirondacks. So they're authentic. Feel legit. They are really (laughs) legit. They're straight from straight from Finland. I, are, I don't know if they're... Are these, are these, are these uncut Ricolas? What's Ricola? Are they, they Swiss normally? I think they're Swiss. So we, what's the, what's the street know. value? What's the street value of these Ricolas? These are uncut. Yeah, these are pure. Street version. All right, all right we, got, all right. we got a phone call. You want to grab it? That is, uh, that's the, uh, that's the big guy. That's my buddy, uh, Big OD calling in. Uh, we'll see if we can get Cal back on, because of course, when we have... Everything in the world to talk about tonight. Uh, Skype is right, not let, let me go green room him, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll be back. You go you put Big OD in the green room. Okay. I'll I'll handle you, the rest of the show. You do a sports haiku. Go. <laughs> what is that, 575? Five, five? Uh, no problem. Um, the Mets are a mess. Infuriating for sure. I hate them so much. There it was. There was my there was my Mets haiku. It was magnificent. All right. Um. So we've lost Bry, but we're about to pick up my buddy Big O D. Uh, Bry, are you there? I hear typing. That might be that might be him throwing his keyboard against the the wall. You hear me now? No. Yes. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Okay. Nothing. Yes. Nothing. Yeah. No, I can hear you. This is ridiculous. I don't understand why you can't hear me. I can hear you, actually. Do it without him. <laughs> freaking thing. <laughs> Maybe he can't hear us. I don't think he can. So I, before no. he said something discriminating, <laughs> he had a really rough 48 hours with the Mets. Really rough. So let's try to call him back, and then we'll bring my buddy Brian here. Um, but, uh, did you hear my haiku? It was really good. Sorry, no, I was in the green room. I was, I was getting cookies for, uh, oh, Brian. my bad. All right, let me put, let me put Big O.D. on. Here he is, direct from somewhere in New Jersey. Hi, Bri. What's up, Steve? What's going on, brother? Um, look, a couple things here. It appears that the Houston Astros are not at all bothered by Carlos Gomez's hip. 
Well, nor, nor should they be, because apparently he never had a hip injury. He had a, an abductor injury, and uh, that's what scares off the Mets, along right. with the $9 million that he's owed in the next uh, year. Yes, that's, well, there's that. <laughs> What's going on, man? Um, Bri, just, uh, we'll, we'll jump right into it. We're having some tech difficulties with uh, Cal on the Skype but um, So you and I can jump right into it because we were going to go right into the Mets to start the show. And I was talking a little bit about the idea of the strange 48 hours uh, that the Mets have had, starting with Henry Mejia's re-suspension for steroid use while oh, on you, suspension do you, do you mean the, for steroid use. The Ivan, do you mean the Ivan Drago 1980s uh, <laughs> right. steroids that he somehow right. got busted for twice? Right. On suspension for steroids, still using steroids. But Cal brought up a great point. He said that the oddity really goes back to last Thursday night when Terry Collins started that lineup against Clayton Kershaw. Um, and the first thing I want to ask you, Brian, I do want to go back to that Thursday night, is do you think now, a week later, that Terry Collins put that lineup out there on purpose to send a message to Sandy Alderson? Um, Steve, I, that that would uh, imply that Terry Collins actually has brain cells. <laughs> I, uh, Terry Collins, Terry Collins is in so far over his head that I mean the guy is his career really record is. is what it is. It's just the guy is not a good manager. I mean, I, nope. I thought today was another quagmire. Granted, the the game should never have been stopped with with uh, striking two outs in the ninth. I mean, just. Finish the finish the game. I mean, well, why are we stopping the game for for any period of time? I mean, yeah. it, the whole thing was ridiculous. And and you know, having your closer pitch and then he sits down and then he starts pitching again. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just it's one thing after another with Terry. And I like to call him Tear. You know, I like to take the yeah. Hernandez approach and just call him <laughs> Tear because he's terrible. I mean, you know, it really is just awful to watch on a nightly basis. In fact, I was somewhat relieved tonight that I didn't actually have to sit down and watch this team because this team literally makes me want to stop watching sports. You know, it's been a it's been a very rough 12 months as a sports fan and you know, it's like one team at a time. One team at a time just is making me think that maybe I should just maybe I should become a sports widow in general. Just just give it up give it up it's 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 something that and and you you know you you've been married uh pretty recently and stuff like that but you talk about your wife sometimes like she she gets it my wife the same way like Teresa gets it but the, there are moments that are simply head scratching for her like when I'll be watching you know a game and and I'll be watching a Met game and she just it seems like self-flagellation to her that you know that like like what do you what do you do why are you in the da vinci code what are you doing to yourself right now like why is this why why would you subject yourself to and, well i'll give i'll give you i'll give you an example I, I i walked in today and the the last text i got before i walked in the door was oh my god how did the mets lose that game they were up right. they were up seven one when i last checked and i said so then I, I walked in the door and she goes, do you remember last night you were saying when you thought they traded for Carlos Gomez, we're only we're only one out 
I said, yeah, that was that was about 24 hours ago, and now we're three out. And she right. goes, you know, what, why do you do this to yourself? And she goes, I've told you for the last number. I said, but they're only three out. And she goes, no, 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 no. Some teams are three out. This team is not three out. And the quicker no. you realize that, the easier it'll be for you when they implode, which is yeah. already beginning. I mean, it's it's already taking place. And we just have to acknowledge the fact that with this ownership, this is it's, this is never going to end well. It's never going to end well. Like, honestly, I want you to actually think about this. Could you ever see those owners with that World Series trophy at the end of World Series? I cannot see that. In my lifetime, the Wilpons will never win a World Series. And I hate to say that, but the Wilpons won't. Because the level of ineptitude, when they're good, they find ways to be inept. When they're yep. bad, they find cheap ways to be inept. You know, their 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 MO is just, hey, we're close. Let's spend twenty million a year on one player because the one player is going to make the difference, even though they really need two or three. And then when they're bad, they say, "Oh, listen, the chicken or the egg? Do we do we pay the money and the fans will come to the games? No, no, no. The fans need to come to the games before we spend the money." I'm just I'm tired of it. It's just it's 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 nauseating. It's it's infuriating. It, it's disgusting. And it is. the fact it of is. the matter is, is with this pitching set, there's literally nothing I like about this franchise apart from starting pitchers. And honestly, I don't even like Nice or Cologne anymore. <laughs> so just three three out of five starting pitchers, the rest of the lineup I can't stand. I don't like any of them, Steve. Steve, I hate I them all. I know. There's 22 out of 25 players that I just dislike. I have no time for them. I have no time for the manager. I have no time for the bench coach either. I mean, he's a loser as well. Oh, and he's Alderson, Makes me <laughs> makes me want to just like blow my brains out. He really does, and, and and I don't know if he's. I truly wonder sometimes is he, is he just telling the party line or does he actually feel this way? And I, I go back and forth on it, but you know what? It yeah. just it starts at the top, and as long as these well, guys are donors, it's why bother. Yeah, and and it's you can take a look at the anatomy of that deal yesterday. First of all, you brought up something great, Bry, and Cal said, Cal, are you with us, bud? Shoot, still trying to get uh, uh, Skype to work. Um, but do it without you know, him. <laughs> thanks, Beach. But you you look at the anatomy of that deal last night, and you look at the way it went down, and and um, of course these strange things always seem to surround the Mets. Like they can't even just make a deal, right? They can't just make a deal for Carlos Gomez at the trading deadline because they're a game out of first place, and they're you know they're in the pennant race for the first time in six or seven years. Like they can't just do that, right? Like, I got the text on my phone that they had made the trade for Carlos Gomez from a couple of people. You, Cal, my buddy Kamak. And, and I'm like, oh, okay, great. Like, we're, okay, Alderson, you're, you're doing it. Okay. You know, Cal didn't love the trade, but he liked that they were making the trade. He didn't like giving up Zach Wheeler. He thought they should have gotten more for him um, because Gomez was only there for one more year. But he loved that they were making a trade well, and Gomez, making an Gomez effort. Would only be there. he would only be there for one more year on the Mets. On any other team, right. they would sign him to an extension. They would sign him to an extension. But but even so, like you're thinking of, in the cold light of day today, Bri, I was not unbelievably unhappy that the deal didn't go through because thinking about it, if you're going to trade off Wheeler, so if you're going to trade off one of the big five, right, the idea is to trade them for an offensive player that's going to be controllable for the same amount of time. 
right? So you're going to add to the you're going to take what essentially is going to be the fifth ace of a five-man ace staff and turn him into an offensive player uh, that's maybe around the same age or maybe you know maybe a little older, but that's going to be under control for those three years where you have the window with you have the window with Harvey and Degrom and Syndergaard and Matts because you you know sure as hell Harvey's gone as soon as he can be. And DeGrom, Steve, De, DeGrom Steve, is 27. On what, on what planet should Carlos Gomez not be controllable? No, no, I, I'm, I'm saying, but you, 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 you understand what I'm saying. You could have traded, you could have traded Zach Wheeler. If you're giving up Zach Wheeler, can I get an offensive player like Carlos Gomez, who's signed for three years, even at nine million a year, even, even if he has, you know, thirty million dollars left owed, can I get a guy that's controllable? That said, well. Uh, yeah. I didn't care. I didn't. I still liked the deal because Zach Wheeler, at best, is going to pitch for you next July, and he's going to be coming off extensive Tommy John surgery, not just regular Tommy John surgery. He had like, uh, you know, Tommy John surgery on Henry Mejia steroids. So right. <laughs> who who knows when he's going to be a usable part again? It's going to take him time to get back into the swing of things. He was the most expendable. But anyway, regardless of all that, if you look at the anatomy of the deal and how it breaks down. All the indicators are that the medicals on Wheeler are the problem. And then at 12.15, you, you get the tweet that it was the Mets who pulled out of the deal because of uh, Carlos Gomez's yeah. medical. And then you find out I today mean, that it's, it's money. It's all back to money. The narrative goes back to money. Here's what I think. Here's what I think happened. You ready? Mm-hmm. Alderson, Alderson makes the trade and agrees to the trade in principle. He takes it upstairs to the Wilpons, and they say, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. You need to go back and find out if you can get some money back. So Alderson gets the medicals. The deal is done, pending physicals, pending medicals. He gets <clears> the <throat> medicals. He, he, go, he calls Doug Melvin back, and he says, "Like we don't like the way that this looks at all. Uh, we're going to need some money back. Or you're going to have to take Juan Lagares, who's arbitration eligible next. So, so, so those conversations took place after the deal was already agreed, correct? That's right. The the, the deal that's, is that's agreed in principle. Well, yeah. That's right. So they go back and ask for money or to take a player back to offset the salary, and the Brewers say, "No, this is a done deal." What are you talking about? His medicals are fine. Right, we we already agreed, right? And his medicals are fine. There's nothing and wrong. So with at, them. I have no and, doubt. There's nothing wrong with them. Yeah, and so at that point, Sandy calls off the deal. Why? Because they're not going to pay him nine million dollars next year. So you have you have the you have the deal breaking down in collective fashion. <laughs> you know, like all the problems with the team break down at the same time. But what what could be more what could be more mess than what happened last night? Nothing. The fact that we're watching the game. I mean, you even texted me. You said this this only happens to the Mets. You have Wilmer Flores on the field crying, somehow the field crying. still in the game. The, so. the manager is utterly clueless as to why the fan base is giving him a standing ovation. <laughs> standing ovation. His bench coach has to come over to him and say, "Oh, he's been traded." Like right. I mean, just the overall and and you can't even Flores. make it up. Flores finds out from a fan behind the dugout. Yeah, why are you cheering? You've been traded. <laughs> You've been traded. Oh. 
He's walking back into the dugout and somebody yells at him. Hey, thanks for thanks, you know, Wilmer. You know, we're sad to see you go. Wait, what? What do you mean? Where his am I going? His teammates are saying goodbye to him, <laughs> and somehow, and 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 you have you have you have Gary Gary in the booth saying he's been traded. Yeah, like it wasn't Gary saying, "Well, he may be traded." He was saying, "No, he's a Milwaukee Brewer." The Brewers have it on their website their that website. the trade is official. It's done. It's done. <laughs> And somehow it it's not done. This was this was I mean, you know what I mean I went to bed last night and I was I was really on a high. I said it doesn't matter if we're two games out last night. I feel good. I feel good about this. Let's go. I remember so let's go to war. I we're ready to go for the rest of the season. We get Darno back this weekend, we got the Nats coming in. Let's just go to war. And when I woke up this morning, you know the first thing I did? Because something in the back of my head said I, I you know did they find a way to screw this up? <laughs> and I, I open on my phone, and right there on my phone, it's 4.45 in the morning, and I see Sandy Alderson says there is no deal. And I go, how? What in God's name? What? <laughs> so then I spend the first, like, hour that I'm awake looking at these, like, Alderson videos, and I'm like, this can't, this did not actually happen last night. Like, I went to bed, the deal was done, and I wake up, it's like, it's like Truman holding the paper with uh, with Dewey yeah. Wins. I mean, Dewey, this Dewey, is like Truman. Man, I went to bed thinking that we, I went to bed thinking we had a leadoff hitter, and I woke up and we have no deal done. And now I'm hearing that maybe, maybe Jay Bruce, maybe Jay Bruce for Zach Wheeler, the Reds may be interested, but I don't know if I want Jay Bruce. I mean, he's a he's a low average hitter, and I don't know. It's just and he's a lefty. I mean, it just it loses its. I don't know. There's just this left such a bad taste in my mouth. It really did. And honestly, at the end of these, at the end of this weekend, if they're if they're six out, I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. Oh, I will be. I'd be shocked if they win a game. It's you know, it's just. I will be shocked if they win a game this weekend, Brian. I really will. I will be absolutely shocked if they win a game this weekend. And 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 we didn't even talk about them losing that game today. And we didn't even talk about them losing that kid. So 12 hours later, they're back on the field, right? And, <laughs> and 12 hours, and they build a 7-to-1 lead, and they're cruising. And, there's, you there's know, no word, Steve. There's no credit, word to, credit to Cal. Credit to Cal, because he, he texted. We were texting back and forth during the game, and at 7-to-2, he said, this is going to be the worst loss of the season. And I said, how could you possibly say that? He said, "Just watch." Up by five runs. Yeah. This is going to be the worst. And then when they hit the guy, or, or it was seven to one, and then he hits the grand slam and makes it seven to five, and Cal goes, "I'm telling you, it's going to be the worst, worst loss of the season." Here's, here's, I, I don't think I, I don't want Jay Bruce either, Bry. What, what is this? Oh, here's another thing that I didn't get to talk to you about today. All of this going on last night with Flores. And the captain is in the dugout. What is David Wright doing? What are you doing? The captain is, is the there. In uniform. In uniform. Because he's, Why is he because in he's uniform? been he's been working out. Baseball activities, Bry. Baseball he in activities. I don't know. <laughs> it was like he was like a Why little did... kid dressed up for Halloween and I don't know what's what was going on. Is he available? I see him Why doing the these workouts beforehand where he's like doing twists. Twists and stuff yeah. like that, and I'm like, what is, like, what is this? Like, 
why is he rehabbing like with the team? I mean, just just get, listen when he's when he's available. Let's see him then because I have a really hard time believing. I know people are saying, oh, maybe we'll have him back by September first. I have a really really hard time believing this. Like, yeah, uh, a well, back, a back, to, as somebody who has a bad back, it's. It is. It's, it's tough, tough to buy. No, it is. I mean, as somebody who has a bad back, a back can flare up at any point, at any point. And this idea that he's just magically going to rehab and start playing again, and, oh, he's going to be ready to go for like 150 games a season. Absolutely no way. I don't think there's a chance he plays 150 games again in his major league career. Honestly, I think you'd be lucky to get 100 done. games out of him a year. I, I really do. I, I think he is, I think he is going to be a yeah. – I think he's done. I think that that his career is he's not even on the the downswing. It's it's way beyond the downswing. I, yeah. I can't envision because he had he had injury problems the last couple of years. His 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 numbers like had really dropped off from from a few years ago. Even I just I find it really hard to believe that that this guy is ever going to bounce back and 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 be anywhere close to the amount of money that he's getting paid. Not that I have any issue with the amount of money that he's getting paid. But right. I mean, I mean, again, it always goes back to the Will Ponds. You built a stadium that ruined your best player. <laughs> they really did. I mean, they. I, don't I mean, care, it, it, I don't care how much you bring in those fences. You could bring in those fences to like 300 feet in right center, and you'll never be able to hit your right center again because they nope. screwed them. They they ruined them. They they built an homage to the Brooklyn Dodgers, and they didn't. They they did not care who was on their team. Nope. And they said, I want this stupid overhang, and I want this deep right field, and we're just going to screw our team. We're going to screw yeah. our team. We're going to paint the seats like the polo grounds, which is the most <laughs> dreary, depressing color of green that I could possibly imagine. And yep. and it's – I mean, you could say that it's a curse of the stadium even. I mean, this stadium is – it's depressing. Maybe it's because nothing good has happened in the stadium. Well, but, and also they opened it like eight minutes after Madoff was caught. I mean, the Madoff, you know, the Madoff thing goes down in December of 08. The stadium opens in April of 09 under the specter, you know, the specter of of the largest Ponzi scheme in the history of mankind. And they were a huge part of it. I mean, the the place, Shea Stadium closes on the worst note it could possibly close on, on the last day of the season with the team missing the playoffs. And then they have to have a ceremony on a rainy day. Cal was there. He talks about it all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's the worst, right? So they lose, they miss the playoffs, and then they have to have the ceremony, which you want to see, and you want the players to be there and stuff, and they just missed the playoffs. They just collapsed again. I, and then you, I remember. It was, it was bad. And then Madoff gets pinched in December of 08, which according to a lot of information that you and I may be privy to that some other people may not <laughs> because of our line of work, That's nobody right. nobody knew was going to happen. It's not like That's they right. had tipped off anybody. Nobody knew this was going to happen. The, the, the Wilpons were scrambling, scrambling when this happened. So they didn't know this was going to happen. And then you open this new homage to the Brooklyn Dodgers. You didn't even mention the 26-foot wall in left field. The Great Wall of Flushing. Uh, I mean, I I forgot about that. And then, and they lower and it. The walls even though they black. still don't realize that it's like 400 feet to left center. Right. Keeping I mean, who who black. does that? Who does that, Steve? It's really like I I, I want to know who the architect of that stadium was. I mean, 
We're going, I mean, these are these are issues that just they. I mean, even we go back to Piazza. They didn't even want Piazza. Nope. They're a, they no, they no. they really are in every way, shape, or form a loser. With the Will Ponds running them, they are a loser organization. They they really are. They Do really even, are. The, you know what this. I think they're I the gang who can't shoot straight, man. They are the gang. No, exactly. Who and you said that before the trade got canceled last night. But I this this morning I looked at it and it just screamed, and it's nowhere near the same level of you know I, you know I, I don't want to say that it's the same level, but back in was it two thousand and was it two thousand three two thousand four with Vlad Guerrero, where right. where they like lo- clearly it's like geez you offer him enough money he's coming to us. And oh, he's got a, he's got an issue with his back. He only had he's surgery back, in about yeah. three years. He, yeah, he has bad back. Well, no, he he's he had surgery like two years ago, and he's had like forty and one twenty seasons since. <laughs> right, I'm pretty right. sure his back's okay. And then Fred Guerrero plays like another six seasons and wins like an MVP award, and <laughs> right. somehow he wasn't titles. worth the money because <laughs> yeah, they start to interfere because they, you know, I, I they don't honestly. I I just think I I truly believe that they are not fit to run a franchise. Whether or not they have the money is a different story. I think that right. they are still bitter that they were spending $150 million on teams a couple of years ago that were losing 90 games. I think they're still bitter about that. I still yeah. think that they question whether or not they truly have a contender on their hands, and they just don't want to spend the money. Either that or they truly are broke. They refuse to spend the money, and... It's almost like a way to get back at the fans for not coming to games the last couple of years. I, I don't know. I, I could see these people as being really bitter, bitter people, and wish that they would go away. I wish, I truly, truly wish that they would just go away. If yeah. if, if there was some way that, I mean, how many uh, how many Mets fans are there in the tri-state area or in the country for that matter? Oh, there's can a million. We do like a, can there's we a do million. a Green Bay Packers? Can we do a Green Bay Packers type thing? Do you <laughs> think that if all of us put together, if each one of us said, here's 150 bucks, let's all go buy the Mets. Let's, the entire fan base buys the Mets <laughs> from them. I like this idea. We could, we could do this. We could run this better. Heck. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, the front office the front office is on this show right now. It's, it doesn't, it's not rocket science. You don't need to hose everybody in every deal like Sandy thinks you do. Well, that's like, that's that's straight Alderson though. That's just that I mean that's his mo. That's been his mo for a long time. Like he has to he not only he has to just win every trade and he just doesn't have to win it. He has to really prove that he's the smartest guy in the room. And it's it's been borne out in uh, you know leaks about negotiations and stuff like that. Like I've seen beat writers. Um, write about that. You know, Martino's written about that. Ruben's written about that. About how other GMs, you know, uh, really don't like dealing with Sandy because he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, and he wants to make sure that the deal that he makes with you shows that he's the smartest guy in the room. That's why this deal last night was somewhat surprising because Wheeler was one of his greatest coups. Like, I, I mean, he he has that pelt on the wall. That pelt is squarely on the wall. Beltron, two months of Beltron for Zach Wheeler. That pelt is one of his favorites. And so for him to trade... That was a great trade. It was a great trade. Yeah, for him to... It was a fleece job. For him to trade Wheeler for a guy who's only under control for another year 
and who's you know going to be 30 in December and is having a bad year, it, it was an overpay considering well, but, Wheeler's, but, 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 Wheeler's but, but, upside for for Gomez's. But the thing about Gomez, everybody's citing how he's having a bad year. First off, he's never had more than 73 RBI. Look, he had a couple of 23, 24 home run seasons. Yeah. With a, with a higher batting average, but if you if you really look at the numbers, he's only played seventy something games. He has like forty something runs batted in, eight homers, two sixty average or so. Yeah. That means that if he was playing one hundred and sixty games this year, if he never had the hamstring injury, pays for about ninety five runs batted in, and about sixteen homers out of a center yeah. fielder. Right. He'd There's be right. He'd be right, right at his numbers. For I nine think million. The... For nine million. Right. And and to fit what in what perfectly. What are we paying Lagaris? What are we paying Lagaris? Well, he's arbitration eligible, right? Or is he arb eligible next year? He's not making nine million. No, but, I, might but be, I thought he, he was might... making a couple. He's definitely making. He's definitely making more than a few. Right. Was he arb eligible last year? Maybe. Is that possible? I don't know, but he's you know he's definitely making four or five. He's definitely making four or five. Um, I mean. No, I, I I think Carlos Gomez is a really good player, and he fits in that lineup perfectly. He would have fit in that lineup perfectly at the top of that lineup because then you can move Granderson down to the four or five spot where he can drive in some runs um, and, and, and be in a position to, to be a run producer because Curtis Granderson kind of quietly is having a pretty good year from the leadoff spot. You know, I mean, he's got, I think, what, 15 home runs? He hit another one today. He's got, you know, 16, 17 home runs. I mean, he may approach 25, 30 home runs. His on-base percentage has been much better. Look, it was a good trade. It made them a better team, without a doubt. It did. It did. It made but them somehow, a better team. Isn't the bottom line? Somehow, to me, just, they, somehow they, they, they couldn't pay $9 million a year. No. Period. Somehow they couldn't. Somehow they couldn't. And it just, you know what? You know what, Steve? The the sooner the sooner we just give up on them, the sooner yep. we just stop watching, just yep. turn off every game. I I I said that you know part of me feels guilty putting on SNY just because I know that somehow by helping the ratings, I am helping the Wilpons. Right, right. I know. I, I went on. I went on. I've already made the. I made the decision. I'm not going to another game. I'm not going to another game. I've I have not been to a game in a few months. And I just refuse to go. I just refuse to directly hand them money. Because I just, until you reciprocate, I just refuse to do it. It's like, I I don't even know what I could compare it to. But they just, they make me so angry. I can't do it, Steve. I can't do it anymore. They just, they just, they they make you not want to watch sports. They make you not want to watch baseball. (laughs) No, they like, really first off, they first really off, do. they they take they keep a they, they take a it's like they go into a, a cat litter box or they go out into the dog yard and put it on your plate for dinner and say here this is a uh, filet mignon and they try to tell you that this is filet mignon but but you know watching it the team's scoring two runs a game for like two months and it's like this this team is awful regardless of injuries you knew going into the season that we had seven question marks in the lineup. And you know what? The majority of those guys have continued to be question marks or yep. bad. Or gotten and, hurt. And that's what's happened. Or gotten hurt. And you know what? When you go into a season where, where at best your lineup is probably a middle-of-the-road lineup, 
and a couple guys get hurt, you can't possibly expect to have a good offense. Well, that's why so they, they, they I mean, allowed, that's why they the trade this to happen. They knew this yeah. was going to happen. That's why the trade last week was a was sort of a glimmer of hope. And I do think Sandy Alderson put that lineup out there on purpose. I do. I think he put that lineup out there against Kershaw and batted John Mayberry Jr. fourth and Eric Campbell fifth. And basically, and Eric and uh, and uh, Anthony Wrecker eighth, and he had four players, non-pitchers in the lineup with under a 200 average, a hundred games into the season. And I think he absolutely ran that lineup out there on purpose to say to Sandy Alderson because there had been rumblings, Bry, about how you know Eddie Coleman had talked about how uh, the you know the manager and the coaches are sort of scratching their head, like, are we alone here? Like, are you going to give us any help at all? Or do I have to run Eric Campbell, John Mabry Jr., and Danny Muno out there every day? But, but and Steve... Uh, I think the, that was a direct... I think that trade... Great. <laughs> yeah, Eric Campbell's peripheral. I think that I think that lineup, coupled with Sandy Alderson's like full ITZIC press conference, really put pressure on... Sandy Alderson to make those deals, uh, to make the deal for Juan Uribe and Kelly Johnson. I really believe that. And the team had a spark on that Saturday. The team felt great about itself. You could tell that they were like, oh, management gives a crap. Oh, look, they got us two professional hitters. You know? Could you imagine imagine if Gomez had actually, the deal had actually gone down? Exactly. But but again, even if the deal had gone down last night, they screwed it up. They screwed their poor kid. They screwed Boomer Flores, and they got a kid crying on the field. Not, they can't. Again, they couldn't I, even. I'll never, I mean, they, we'll never see that again. Number one, because I've never. I mean, and now not just the old adage, just no crying in baseball. But I, I was honestly shocked. I don't care. I don't care if he was seventeen out there on a major league field. I, I, I listen. I'm not even going to go into he why he was crying. I don't understand, but. You know, just it's baseball. People get traded. Get over it. You know, you're going to a team that actually wants you. Well, but apparently he's not. So now he's still with the team that doesn't want him. So, right. Well, and my whole thing is, look, you know, go out there and play the game, absolutely. But take the kid out of the game. Don't let, don't make him run back out there to shortstop after he's found out he's been traded. Take him out of the game. Steve, Steve, but to take the kid out of the game because he's been traded, the manager actually has to know that he's been traded. Well, well there's my problem. <laughs> Maybe when the deal, communication when the deal is all the same. When something's agreed in principle, he should have been taken out of the game. Exactly, the immediately. That they were even risking injury was bizarre. He's at the plate. What if he gets hit in the hand and breaks his wrist? It deals off. I mean, the, 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 ineptitude, the ineptitude is like, I truly sometimes wonder about Sandy. Like, yeah. for all these people who say he's such an intelligent guy, oh, I, I really question that. I really do question that. I, I, many times I think that the guy is not as smart as people think and, and, and that maybe there's a certain level of disorganization because sometimes I feel like he's in his own little world. And like right. when he was talking about the peripherals last week, I mean, it's like no, no, Sandy, no. You can't you can't talk about Eric Campbell's peripherals right now. He's he's hitting one seventy five, and he's and he's playing every day. I, I don't care. I don't care what kind of sabermetrics you cite. If your batting average is one seventy five, you're a bad player. You're a bad major mm-hmm. league player. You might be a tremendous 
triple-A player, but you're a bad, bad major league player. In fact, when our entire pitching staff has a higher batting average than our than our bat, than our bench, and that's saying something. It really is saying something. I actually would trust on a nightly basis. I would rather guys like Harvey, Degrom, Syndergaard, all these guys. Even I mean, even when Matt's was healthy, I would rather these guys pinch hit than than the guys currently on the bench. I agree. I agree. I, I know. Steve, let's Listen, just you... let's just let's just quit. Let's just quit being that. Let's just quit being <laughs> baseball fans in general. Let's just like root for the Toronto Blue Jays or somebody. Just somebody who, you know, they're they're never really going to annoy us. They're never going to get us excited. We just kind of nope. even keel right on through, and and, and that's they're, just what we do. You know, they're not going to bother you. They're not going to bother you. That's all. Because, I agree. Because God, God knows, we can't even look forward to football season. Yep, you know? I know. So, I know. what what is there really? The steam is the steam is done. There'll be six out by the end of the week, and I'll be okay with it because I've accepted I've accepted the fate. And then it'll be it'll be Jay Cutler time for you. Uh, let's not, let's, <laughs> you know what? It's the only the only topic that can probably annoy me more than that. It's Jay Cutler. <laughs> Bro, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know I'm gonna let you run because yeah. I'm gonna get Cal on in a second. But one last, one last question. Jay Bruce, right, uh, is is the hot rumor? Um, do you, do you, and we'll talk about it some more at work tomorrow. But do you, you know, four o'clock comes tomorrow. Do you think that they have another player? I don't. I think that this deal getting killed kills any deal. Um. Maybe if it's just uh, the the thing is I didn't really factor Flores into the deal at all. I don't I don't care if he traded him. I really don't. But, well, he doesn't have he doesn't have a home here. I mean, he, he you know the the guy I I happen to like Wilmer Flores quite a bit, but um, but he doesn't you know they clearly don't like him. He doesn't have a position, and if you can include him in a deal and get a little more back because I think the kid will hit eventually. Um, Jay you know, Bruce scares me. Jay Bruce scares me a little bit. I don't bit. mainly Jay Bruce he's like at a, all. He's he's a he's like a two fifty type average. And yes, he's had a few seasons where he's hit twenty five, thirty home runs with like a hundred runs added in. But he's the type of guy that really, really scares me. And so especially speaking. in New York, he's been playing in a band, a band box in Cincinnati, and he's just way too streaky. He would scare me now. Like if there's if there's a way to go get uh, Upton or Carlos Gonzalez, that's not like you know paying through the nose. Then, then sure. But I feel like this. I feel like the the best shot at a deal was there. And we got to factor this in. If this was truly about money, Steve, these oh, we're, we're not, not getting we're anybody. Not, we're not trading. We're not getting anybody because because Gomez made the least amount of money out of all of them. Right. Like we we just have to be real about this. This was this was about money. This was about the Wilpon saying, "I'm not, I'm not taking on nine million when I'm already paying a center fielder four or five million or whatever." You know, this is we're not paying Cargo his eighteen or twenty million or whatever he's making. Or Jay, but then Jay Bruce is making like twelve million. Like, yep. You're, you're, we're, not, we're not paying the money. It's just not happening. And unless honestly, you t- unless you take Lagares back. The thing that infuriates me the most is that. You know what? Okay, then let's just go through the rest of the year with what we got. But you better spend money this this winter. But I know they're not going to. They're, they're not. That's, that's the part that upsets me. That's the part that upsets yeah. me. I, I yeah. don't mind you saying, okay, I don't want to trade anybody. But 
this winter we're going to spend on offense and we're going to be a 100-win team next year because we're not going to have holes. But I know that's not going to happen because that's nope. the way this ownership runs it. They either they either spend a lot ineptly or they spend nothing when they should. So, I mean, it's, it is what it is. We just have to accept that this is the way the season's going to go and it. we should just give up now. Let's just... <laughs> Let's just let's just 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 give up. Just give up. Like really, just give up. There's no point it's, in going on as as in that saying. It's probably best. It's probably best for everybody involved. Absolutely, <laughs> Brian, Steve. Brian, thanks for thanks for taking a couple minutes, brother. I will talk to you at work tomorrow. I'm sorry, Cal uh, couldn't be with us. He's uh, we're having uh, some trouble with Skype. Hopefully, I can get him on for the rest of the show. But um, yeah, thank you so no much problem. for doing this, brother. And, thanks, uh, for and uh, definitely come back soon. All right, brother. Be good. Absolutely. But. All right. That was uh, my buddy Big O.D., uh, passionate, passionate Mets fan. Let's try to – yep. Let's try to get Cal back in here. Can we try this? Can you hear me? Yes. Great. Have you, have you been standing behind us the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> He's right behind me, isn't he? Hi, hi, Bri. Hi. So how'd that go? I think you I think you heard most of it. Mm, cut out for a huge chunk in the middle. Right. I, you cut out or I cut out? I wasn't connected for like a huge chunk in the middle. Weird. Couldn't oh. understand why you weren't reconnecting with me. I was uh, trying to reconnect with you for most of that interview. Then I wasn't, nothing was coming in. Right. Well, hello. Hi, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about what you want to talk about. Well, I'd like to get your opinion on some of the meth things that we've just discussed. Uh, seeing as that I didn't hear half of it, I might not be able to offer my opinion. Well, I saved you. I saved you a little. You'll have to go over it again. I see. I saved you a piece. Thanks. Um, Give me an end piece, didn't you? Yeah, and and uh, to be honest with you, my my buddy Bry, very passionate, very fired up, very fired up. The uh, I think you heard, I think you heard the thesis at the end there. It's we should give up being Mets fans. That I did hear. Yes. <laughs> Probably in our best interest to just stop being Mets fans. I feel like they should just forfeit the rest of the season. They might. They, they, you know what? That's the better course of action. Wouldn't that though save us a lot of pain? Yep. Let me ask you a question. So all of this is going down over the last week, and specifically the last uh, 48 hours or so. But you were there. You were about to get back in. They had made the moves for Kelly Johnson and Juan Uribe. You were about to get back in. So take me through that. Because, Brian, I am shocked. I was shocked that you were coming back in. Um. Well, what were you shocked at? Because I I did I didn't think there was any way this season, barring like a one game playoff for the you know the wild card, like the second wild card, would see you back in with this team. Well, he made some moves. Okay. He made some moves that I never thought he'd make. <clears throat> never thought I'm I, I'm I'm being perfectly honest. I never thought he would make a single move whatsoever. I really didn't. Right. So he brought up Conforto. 
which I thought was okay. Right. It was it was overdue, and I thought it was um, throwing some meat to an angry fan base. Yeah. Here's your Conforto. Yeah. And uh, so I was happy with it, but it was kind of it, it felt like a token move. Didn't feel like anything more than than just a token move. Then he made the trades, uh, the one trade for Uribe and Kelly Johnson. Right. Oh, I guess you're calling me. Hold on. I uh, yeah, I'd like to see your face. Hey, hold on, I can't do two things at once. <laughs> I'm sorry, I completely made you lose your train of thought. So then he trades for Juan Uribe and Kelly hold Johnson. On, I, I'm still, I still can't do this. <laughs> You'll have to wait. <laughs> Now that's how you podcast. We are going to talk about the Major League Baseball trade deadline and the Yankees, I promise. It's podcasting the hell out of this thing. We are we are podcasting the crap out of this. <laughs> if you like podcasts and salsa... All right, I'm going FaceTime. I'm going to FaceTime you. Okay. I'll FaceTime you. I'll Wait, FaceTime you. All right, great. Well, where's uh, where's is PJ on or no? PJ was on Ubu, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? So you, uh, you you got Juan Uribe and Kelly Johnson. That's it. You're in. You were, you were, all, you were all sold. I feel like I'm under attack. <laughs> What's going on here? Electronic attack. Yeah. That was a good Nintendo game. You remember that one, Electronic Attack? <laughs> what was your favorite Nintendo game? Uh, Burger Time. Wait, what? I don't know. My favorite Burger, Burger Time. My favorite Nintendo game? Yes. Did you have an N64 in your house? No. What'd you have? <laughs> my father sold Twinkies. Come on. My my father was a cop. We found a way to get a Super Nintendo. Yeah, well, no. Maybe he was on the take. No, <laughs> I had a uh, I had a Nintendo. I had a regular Nintendo system. Oh, so did I. Yeah, I didn't. I had a Super Nintendo or whatever. The no, I didn't have. I didn't have Super Nintendo. <laughs> I had Nintendo. That's it. Right, nothing, there was nothing super about it. There was no 64 the, involved. The NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System. That's what NES I had. With the square paddles, the rectangle paddles. Right. That's what I had as well. I didn't have Super Nintendo or Nintendo 64. Oh, then why are you telling us that you had Nintendo Because I, I was incorrect. I'm sorry. Right. I had the NES. And Cal's Thank favorite you, game was Contra. Contra. Up, up, okay. down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, B. Right. Start, right? Contra. Wasn't that how you got 30 guys? That was the cheat. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, B, A, start. Right. There, right. Was, there was like a song. There's a lot, still, there's a still lot of crap. Still works in many games, by the way. Is that right? Is that like a a uh, international, or not an international, but like a uh, a grandfathered cheat code or something? Yeah, exactly. It's classic. Is that like the Wilhelm in movies? The Wilhelm scream? I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm not in the business. You don't know what you know what the Wilhelm scream is, right, uh, Peach? I have, I have no idea. No. Is, uh, is that the uh, the one that was used in uh, in Star Wars too? It's used in all the Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. It's used in every. Ah! 
Right. That's it. Wilhelm scream? Nailed it. <laughs> Named after Hoyt Wilhelm? Did he scream like that? That's correct. Named after Hoyt Axhelm, legendary screen actor. No, that's Pete Axhelm. No, that's the football analyst. Oh, the racist. That's right. That's right. I'm talking about uh, Hoyt Will Hoyt Ax Hoyt. <laughs> I'm talking about AJ Foyt, race car driver. Um, junior. So they no, not junior. Never junior. So they um, the Wilhelm, the Wilhelm. Look up the Wilhelm. It's a famous the Wilpons. The Wilpons. It all comes back to the Wilpons, doesn't it? Back. So they trade for Kelly Johnson and Wani Rebe. They make two. Uh, they make a move that Fight. you never thought was going to happen. No, and what it did was it put professional hitters in the lineup. And the, that that game on Saturday night had a completely different look to the lineup. Right. And they blew out the Dodgers. Kelly and, Johnson hits a home run. Right. Conforto had four hits. Neuenheis had four hits. And then the next day, DeGrom pitched a gem. Familia blew it. But they came back and won the game. And the and new that, guy the new guy gets a game-winning hit. Right, Uribe. Uribe gets a game-winning hit. Right. And then Syndergaard pitched on Tuesday night and yep. pitched a, a, a magnificent game. Almost, uh, it takes a perfect game into the seventh. So if you add all of those up, and the fact that he made a move, and there was a lot of smoke around the fact that he was looking to make another move, I was start. I was starting to give Sandy Alderson a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, right? A little bit, because they because they looked like a different team. There was a different energy around the team. They looked like a professional baseball team. Finally, they had actual hitters in the lineup. <laughs> yeah, makes it you, makes a difference. Last Friday, I went to the game. I went uh, on a on a on a whim. I went to the game on Friday night to see Michael Conforto on a whimsy on his major league debut. Yeah, I was just I was at work. I said, you know what, I'm going to this game. I'm going to this game. Actually, actually, let me back up if you want to continue the story here, please. Because Friday morning I sent you a message cursing the Mets. Correct. This was the night after Kershaw made them look like idiots. Right. And I said, you know. This sucks because it's a beautiful summer night. The Dodgers are in town. There's no way, there's no reason why I wouldn't go to this game. In the past, nine times out of ten, I would have went to that game. And who was pitching? Nice. It was Nice, but yeah. but that had nothing to do with it. It was it was the fact that the Dodgers were here, and it, it was it was a baseball game. It was a Met game on a Friday night in July. And it was Conforto's first game. It was before I knew it was Conforto's first game. Oh. This was earlier in the day before he got promoted. I understand. And I was cursing the team because they sucked any interest in going to that game out of me. I remember it now. Right. Then they call up Conforto. And I'm like, well, now I got to go. Now, guess what? (laughs) Now I got to go. And I I felt bad because I felt like a hypocrite. Right. Kicking myself. And you look like one, two. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um... But I went, but I went, and and they got they got shelled because Nice shouldn't have pitched that game. That his 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 wife was having a baby, right? Exact, right. At the exact moment he was pitching, and 
Nice with nothing on his mind is a head case. Right. Right? Now now you have the fact that his wife is giving birth to their first kid in Ohio at the same time. That's a recipe for disaster. And it was. He was he was ridiculous. He was awful. He was awful. I hate him. I wish he was gone. <laughs> but the 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 fact of the matter is I was watching was it it was No, it was it was Friday night. Right. It was Friday night and Danny Muno came up to bat. This will will have been his last at bat in the major leagues because he was demoted right after this. Hopefully forever. Let's hope. And I forget who was pitching for the Dodgers at the time. I don't know. I I don't. It, it wasn't the rookie. It was the it was a relief pitcher they brought in after him. Maybe it was Juan Nicasio. Number twelve. Nondescript relief pitcher for the Dodgers. Danny Muno sat up there at the plate, and he watched one pitch right down the middle. He flailed at another one, and then he flailed at another one. Three pitches, struck out, he was done. And he looked like, I, I think I told you this, he looked like if they were doing a documentary on Little League, and if they had put, they, you know, what would happen if we put a little leaguer in against this major league pitcher? <laughs> Let's find out. And then they put Danny Muno in. And he looked ridiculous. He just, so now I'm, I'm watching this and there's, there's no team here. This is garbage that they're putting out there. But we found out that he made the moves. So, again, I was kind of like, all right, they made these moves. It's, it's not that big a deal, but at least they're professional hitters. Then it all came together on Saturday. And then Sunday, and then Monday was the off day, and they go and they get Tyler Clippard on the off day to to fortify the bullpen. Then Tuesday night's in the and and now I'm getting back into it. Now they've got me, and I'm getting back into it. And then everything went haywire over the last 24 hours. Then they pulled the rug out, and they pulled the rug out again under me and I've had these moments where I've been back and then I left and I've been back and then I, and once again I feel like a schmuck for falling for it yeah. you know and that's and you want to know something that's what they count on that's what they bank on over there is they're, they're looking for the moron like me who's going to fall for it like it's a parlor game that's what they bank on because they got my money on Friday night I went to the game they know? got they got mine on Sunday and I fell for it, and and I'm well, whatever. They they bank on us. It's not just you. I went on Sunday, and okay, I. You, you, I'm sorry to leave you out. You're more than happy to be part of this. Well, I mean, I took the boys on Sunday. I met my dad there. I dropped a boatload of money on the you know ice cream and hot dogs and the boys, and you know I, I did the same thing. Yeah. Why? Because I want to take my kids to a baseball game. Because I'm not going to let them deprive me of the joy of watching baseball with my father and my two sons. But I'm I'm a hypocrite. Yeah, but you got a good game out of it. You got a nice day at the yeah, park. A tremendous game out of it. It was a beautiful day. The boys had a tremendous time until Casey fell asleep in the ninth inning. Wesley was very upset. Wow. <laughs> very upset about Wilmer Flores uh, coming up in the ninth and not being able to uh, to win the game. He's a very, he's a very big Wilmer Flores fan. He may, uh, be, he may have even cried. 
Well, he didn't even know what happened. You didn't tell him what happened last night, right? No. No, no. He doesn't need to know that. Yeah, no. No. As far as he's concerned, Wilmer Flores is safely on the Metropolitan. Well, I think I think as far as everybody's concerned at this point, Wilmer Flores is safely on the Metropolitan. He, he pretty much is. He's not going anywhere. So, so now, so they've turned their attention to Jay Bruce. Right. So I want to I want to move the conversation forward to uh, both the Mets. What do they do now? The Yankees. What do they do if anything at the deadline? They traded for Dustin Ackley today, um, who's a fantasy team killer, as everybody knows. Uh, we've all danced with him on the waiver wire. Everybody has. Um, is this is this the month he's going to put it together? Um. But do the Yankees need to make a big move for pitching as Toronto has completely pushed their chips into the center of the table? Um, with the Mets, I, I, I asked Brian this. I think you heard, and my friend Brian, uh, I think you heard, you know, gut feeling, do they make a move? Do they have another player on their team at 4 o'clock tomorrow? I feel like no. I, re- I, really, I really say no. I think... It's like what, they had one shot to make a move, and that was it. You know, because now what are you, you going to go get Jay Bruce, really? That's what he's going to do. He's going to overpay for Jay Bruce. He's going to overpay for Jay Bruce. How does that make any sense? He needs offense. He's a left-handed hitter. He needs a big bat in the lineup. He's He's Lucas Duda with a better resume. That's all he is. He's a little bit better than Lucas Duda, but... He's Lucas Duda with a better resume. He's a streak hitter. He's a complete streak power hitter. Ah. And he's a lefty. They don't need a lefty. I mean, they they need need something. something. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, well... At least you're predictable. They, um... That's what he's going to do. He's he's gonna overpay for Jay Bruce. So he's gonna send Zach Wheeler and who? Um, he better be sending some salary back. Because what does Jay Bruce make? And by the way, what that Dodgers Braves Marlins deal? Holy cow! Yeah, that was weird. And then did you see the Dodgers DFA'd Mike Morse? They right after trading for him immediately. Yeah. So he pinch hit for the Marlins today in a game where he had already been traded. Right. Then he was traded to the Dodgers. Sure. And then the Dodgers cut him. <laughs> right. So he had a he had a good day. And he'll be a Met, by the way, next week. No, he won't be a Met. He makes too much money. Why? He's a perfect right-handed platoon with Lucas Duda at first base. Um, what about Michael Kadire? Oh, Michael Kadire. Forgot. Okay. Forgot about him already? I did. That, that's our, that was our big acquisition last winter. You know why I forgot about him? Because there he is right next to the captain, David Wright, in the dugout. You know, the veteran-savvy 62-year-old Michael Kadire, mm-hmm. who's seen it all, by the way. I mean, he was in the league before the DH was in existence. Right. And they're just standing there. Just standing there. Just watching Wilmer Flores cry. Well, he was, I mean, they weren't going to go out to the field and get him. No, no, they didn't need to go out to the field and get him. It never should have gotten to that point. When he gets a standing ovation and he comes in the dugout and he's told by a fan above the dugout that he's been traded. Right. Can somebody talk to him in the dugout before he runs out to to shortstop? Can David Wright go over to Terry Collins and say, hey, look, you got to get this kid out of this game. So you you are saying 100% they knew what was going on and they just chose not to talk to him. 100%. 
there's how could no they not? Chance. I'm I'm asking. Don't ask me. I'm asking you. How could I, they not? I, I'm asking I, you. I feel like I would be very surprised if Bob Guerin, the the bench coach, was the only guy on the bench who knew he, that the trade had gone down. You don't you don't think it's possible that Flores ran out to the field and to take his position, and that's when Bob Guerin said, like, they all, well, what's going on? And then Guerin said, oh, he's been traded. So he got a standing ovation while he was at bat. Right? Yeah. yeah. And he's sitting there. He's in the batter's box. He stepped out of the batter's box and was like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Guys on the bench don't notice that? Why, why is Wilmer Flores getting a standing ovation right now? Why, why is he getting cheered as he w- runs back to the dugout? Why is he getting a standing ovation? He just grounded out to short. Nobody mm-hmm. asked a question? Nobody? Everything's okay? You think you think they just didn't ask a question? I, I'm curious because because the way you're painting a picture of them just sitting there on their ass, not saying anything and ignoring everything that's going on. That's like, what it seems like, like they're me. like they're a bunch of complete friggin' retards. <laughs> what is? That? I don't so know. That that makes a lot of sense. I don't think you can use that word. Yeah, I do. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. What what is David Wright doing then? Brian, he's in the he's in the dugout. What's he doing? He's watching the game, Steve. What do you what do you mean? What is he doing? He's watching the game. So how does it ever get to that point? How does it get to a point where 50, you know twenty five thousand people in the stands know that he's been traded because they posted it on the MLB website, but the guys on the bench don't because they don't have their phones in the dugout. They're not connected to the internet in the dugout. There's not they're, a TV in the locker room. They're they're not in the locker room. They're in the dugout. So nobody thinks to ask why Wilmer Flores just got a standing ovation for grounding out to shortstop. Yeah, maybe they did, and then he made it back out to the field, figured out what was going on. Well, okay, well. They you, don't you, seem like right. a communicative bunch. Right, okay. On the bench. The bench coach knows that, knows that he's been traded. The manager doesn't. The captain's in the dugout. He's not playing in the game, by the way. He's not playing in the game. So what's he supposed to be doing? He's re- rehabbing his back. Is he which, supposed to be? Is he supposed to have his iPad in the dugout, like looking at the rumor mill? Do you, if you saw Wilmer Flores get a standing ovation for grounding out to shortstop, wouldn't you ask what's going on? Maybe. Hey, how's this? How's this? Somebody screamed it at William Wilmer Flores walking back to the dugout. Was nobody there? Nobody heard it except Wilmer Flores. He's the only guy who heard that he had been traded. From the fans screaming it to him above the dugout. He's the only one. Dugout full of players. I see. I'm curious as to how Wilmer Flores was the only guy who found out he had been traded in a stadium of 25,000 people on a bench of 20 guys. He's the only guy who knows. Uh, At that moment? It had been going on for three innings. He got he got a standing ovation for three innings. Come no, on, he got please. a standing ovation in his last the one at bat. The 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 story broke. They were saying it on the air. And then he no, who was listening to the broadcast in the dugout? I don't know. Is nobody in the clubhouse? You, I mean, you played baseball at a high level. What are you doing in the dugout? If I'm not playing, what are you doing in the dugout? If I was a New York Met. And I could go back to the clubhouse in between innings? I probably would. Okay. Do you think the game's on there? You don't... Okay, so, so now... I'm just wondering, Brian. Now, all, I'm, all I'm asking you're gonna you You're going to criticize is, David Wright, the captain, for not going back to the 
dugout in the clubhouse. No, I'm not criticizing. No, I'm not criticizing David Wright for not going back to the clubhouse and watching TV. I'm asking how an entire bench, except for the bench coach, did not know that this was happening. How is that possible? How is that possible? I, well, I, I, apparently it's not. Well, it's no, it not is. Possible. It happened. Well, no, it's not. You, you think they knew and just didn't say anything to you. No, I'm asking, how did that happen? I don't know. Because all we know is that nobody said anything to him, and they let this kid go out to the field crying. Yeah. A 22-year-old man. Yes. They... I don't, I, I don't, I, I, I get he grew up in the organization and he was 16 when he was drafted and this is all he knows and I get that. I get that. But the remains, he's on a major league baseball field crying. Did he, I mean, was he weeping to the point where he threw a ball into the first row of the stands? I mean, can we, can we really just, can we really just, he got emotional for a minute and then he finished the inning. Okay. I mean, can we can we move on? Okay. Well, no. Apparently or we not. Have to, or we have to kill him for crying on a baseball field. Apparently, we can't move on because that's the story in all of Major League Baseball today. Is that the the New York Met was crying on the field? Yeah. Well, that was the story. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. The story should be how the owners can't spend nine million dollars to better their team. That that should be the story today. How how somehow the Mets medical staff found a non-existent problem that the Astros staff didn't find a mere 12 hours later. That, that should really be the story today. But instead, we're talking about a 22-year-old kid getting emotional because a fan screamed at him, you've been traded. Not his team. Not the captain of his team. Not his manager. Not his general manager. A fan screamed it at him from the dugout. So he got emotional. That's really good treatment of a player. That's great. By who? By the team? By the, by, by the team, by what? the general manager, by okay, anyone. Tell me, you tell, tell me what they should have done. Tell me, tell me the right way that this should have happened. They agreed, they agreed to a trade in principle okay. pending a medical exam. The right. Brewers put it on their website, and okay. they told the players involved. The minute that trade was agreed to in principle, he should have been taken out of the game. Instead, he was allowed to take two at-bats and play until the ninth inning. In one of those at-bats, if a fastball hits him in the hand, guess where that deal goes? The same place it went. Yeah, well, it would have went there a hell of a lot faster. They wouldn't, oh, have, needed okay. to, they would, they wouldn't have needed to look at Carlos Gomez's <laughs> medical record. Right. Yeah, okay, good. Wait, am I wrong? No, you're right. You're absolutely right. The minute that's, that they that's how, did, You're right. That's how it should have been handled. Is that not how every other major league team handles it? Well, let's see. How did the Brewers handle it? They posted it on the website before it was a finalized deal. Yes, that's right. And they that's told a, the and player okay? on the and, and they told Did I say it was okay? Did I say that you said it was okay? I'm asking you. Them posting it on their website and Is telling the okay? player that, that he's been traded before a pending medical exam? No, of course it's not okay. Okay. So nobody's really covering themselves in glory here. The Mets let a player linger in a game where they had agreed in principle that he was traded. B. 
business. Forget about what the, what making a kid cry. It's stupid. That's what it all comes back to, isn't it? Unless, of course, they had no intention of ever making the trade. So this was... <laughs> well... All right, go ahead. No, go I'm, go I'm ahead asking... No, but I'm asking. I, I, why I do you wanna... agree? Why do you agree to, in principle, to a trade? You leave one of the players in the trade in the game, and then you decide, based on a medical exam that no one else has a problem with, that you're not making the trade. Because they, they so, so, I just, I just want to ask you this question because I'm not saying that you said this. I'm asking you. All right, sir. This is a dog and pony show from the beginning that they had no intention of making this trade. And they, they, they went through this whole thing to make it look good that they were in on a big-time no, player. No, I think they absolutely uh, had an intention of making a deal. I think they tried to make this deal. However, I'm not sure, and, and this is genuine, Bri, I'm wondering what, the, what is the timeline with this team of agreeing to a trade in principle, pending medicals. So the deal is agreed to. Doug Melvin said, the deal is done. We're just going to look at the... Me- they, they accepted the deal. Everybody agreed that the deal was done pending medicals, right? But they do- why don't they take the player who's in the deal out of the game? Are they just that inept? And they knew how much Carlos Gomez makes. They knew right. he makes $9 million. Right. Right? So how come they have a problem with his medical and they cancel the deal when no one else does? It's not their right to have a problem with the deal if their medical staff looks at the records and they decide that this is too risky? This is the Mets medical staff. This is the, the New York Mets medical staff. Okay. Okay. How's their track record been of late? So you're going to tell me that they found something on his medical exam that no one else did? No, I think that they saw the same thing that the Astros saw, and the Astros didn't care about it. Well, apparently not. Because it was apparently, a, it was, apparently it was the, Met, issue. the Mets said he had a hip issue, and the Astros said he had a different in- issue. And they were ignoring the different issue. The Astros said they didn't see any hip issue. They saw a quadrant issue. It's a different injury. I just, I don't understand how it all goes down. I don't. I'm trying to understand it. That's all. I'm trying to understand how that sequence of events goes down last night. Because frankly, Bri, I've never seen anything like it. In sports, I've never seen anything like it. And how many times can we sit here and say this about one organization? And we're Jet fans, which means we had a whole season last year of I've never seen anything like this, flying banners over practices and John Itzik, you know, fire billboards. I mean, how much more I've never seen anything like this can we take? Can we take? Well, I guess we're going to find out. Well, I guess so. We're going to stop being Mets fans. I just, I don't, how did, what do you think happened in that deal? You think legitimately that they got Carlos Gomez's medicals back and they just, they balked on it because it was too much of a risk. 
That's I it. think I think they might have used it as an excuse, but I think that he was pissed at the fact that Doug Melvin had the trade done and posted on MLB.com before it was. Before it was. It wasn't a done deal. Agreed to in principle and finalized deal are two different things. Sure. They are. Otherwise, they wouldn't be two different things. Right. They're completely different. Agreed to in principle. All right. Let's all keep this under wraps until we look at the medicals and we finalize it. But the Brewers decided, nope, it's done. Let's post it everywhere. And maybe they misunderstood it. Maybe it was an honest mistake on their part, and they thought the deal was done, and they didn't think they were doing anything wrong. But I think the Mets saw that, and Sandy Alderson saw that, and then they saw something come up on the medical that gave them an out to get out of the deal. Maybe they were having second thoughts. And he backed out of the deal, which he's allowed to do. Because it wasn't finalized. When you, when you agree to the deal in principle, should you take Flores out of the game? Yeah. You should, right? That's not, I'm not crazy there. You should. Yeah, you should you should take the players that you've any any deal you make like that like they they do it they did it to Tulowitzki the other night the minute that the deal was agreed to in principle they took him out of the game took him out of the ninth inning of a one run game you know like the the minute that the deal is agreed and that deal wasn't finalized till the next morning but the the minute they had a deal in principle they took him out of the game yeah see I think I I think ironically. He didn't want to do that because he didn't want to tip anybody off. Right. But in not wanting to tip anybody off, he's yeah. risking blowing the deal. Yeah, I know. And also not understanding that in the year 2015, everybody knows already. Right. Well, yes. So you're not. So, again, the 65-year-old general manager who has let the game pass him by doing laps around his head <laughs> thinks that he's being savvy like he was back in 1982 by not pulling the guy out of the game because if he pulls him out of the game, then people are going to be like, oh, something's going on. What's going on? He doesn't want to do that, so he leaves him in the game. Meanwhile, telling Wilmer Flores he's been traded. Right. So, so it backfired. That worked out pretty well. It backfired. Do you think finances were involved at all? Probably. Could you see the scenario that I talked about? That maybe they went back to him and asked for money or to take Ligaris? Sure. Would that be at the behest of the Wilpons? Um, I, I, I really I don't separate them. Right. I, don't, I think everybody's in this together. Right. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> do, you, do you like my imagined scenario of... <laughs> Terry making the deal or a Sandy making the deal and then like taking it upstairs and they're like, nine million. You better get out of this. Like in a car dealership? <laughs> yeah, like this like this right when you go to meet with financing. Yeah. And then you're like, No, no, we're not uh we're not Yeah, but but I, I have a deal done. Yeah, we're not financing this. No, I, I honestly honestly I think they looked at the medical records and they saw something. Whatever it was that they saw, and they didn't want to spend $9 million on anything. It had to be crystal clear 
that this guy didn't come with a pre-existing condition if they were going to spend $9 million, million. And they saw something, regardless of what it was, it could have been the smallest little thing that was inconsequential to everything. And it's not bothering Gomez, and he's fine, and nothing's going to be wrong, but they used that to get out of the deal. That's what I think. See, I think that they... I think there's a there's a chance that maybe they... So they make this deal, they make it in principle, but I think, uh, you know, pending medicals, I think, see, this is conspiracy, Steve. I'm sorry, I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on a little bit. But I could totally see Sandy Alderson, and again, I, I'm with you, I don't separate them. I could totally see Sandy Alderson having been told by the Wilpons, well, you can add $3 million. You can. That's it. You can add three million dollars. So he makes this trade first, and so then he goes makes to the, the trade. No, so he makes the trade, right? Pending the medicals, he gets the medicals back, and he says he goes back to the brewers and finds something that maybe doesn't really exist, and says, "Well, our people took a look at the medicals, and I'm sorry, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to take Juan Lagares." Um, or you know, the, you know, to take some money back. And if you're not going to take money back uh, and give us some money towards us, you're going to have to take Juan Lagares because you know the medicals. We're, we're not happy with the risk right now of the medicals. And he's trying to get Gomez for that three million dollars. And when the Brewers say no, he says, "All right, the deal's off then. You know, we're not co- we're not comfortable moving forward with the deal." Now I look. I know that's a bit of a conspiracy, but I, <laughs> I, I would not put that past all of them. I would not put that past Sandy Alderson saying I can do that, like in trying to really fleece him and basically try to get a player <laughs> that's nine million dollars for like three million dollars. And and I I agree with you. I think he was super pissed that they leaked it and that's why he told them what the medical problem was. Right. I think like, that I think that absolutely happened. You know, or what the medical problem that they found was. I don't disagree with you at all. I don't disagree with you at all on anything. I'm just speculating uh or maybe throwing a scenario out there where I could see Sandy Olson being like, "All right, I have 4 million dollars to spend. How much is Gomez owed for the rest of the year? Uh 3.5 and then 9 million next year." Okay. All right, we agree to the deal in principle. Then we'll look at the medicals, and we'll go back to them, and we'll ask them for money. And and that that being like his plan, right? And that's what pissed off the brewers, right? And then the brewers said, "Well, no, we agreed to a deal in principle. I put it on the website, right? Well, maybe you shouldn't have put it on the website until it was final. Exactly. No, the the brewers are." Way more LOL than the Mets are here. The Mets did one thing to me sort of wrong last night, and that was the way they handled Flores during the game. If the deal was agreed to it in principle at any point in the game, he should have been taken out of the game. Not because it made him cry or anything like that, but because it's bad business. If he breaks his hand, the deal is off. You're not fooling anybody. Just like you said, Bri, you're not fooling anybody. In this day and age... You're not fooling. They knew about the the, the Wheeler Flores uh, part of the package before freaking the whole Met team did. You're not fooling anybody. But that's it. The Mets didn't do anything wrong 
Other than that, they were well within their rights to pull out of the deal for whatever the reason they wanted to. Now, final question to me. I know you didn't like the deal. I liked it last night. I liked it a hell of a lot less today. But in the cold light of day, did it not make them a better team? Like a lot this year? It made them better this year, for sure. It didn't make them better enough to beat out the Nationals. You don't think so? No, not not even close. And it wasn't worth giving up on Wheeler to be a few games better this year. And maybe, really, a, and maybe you, a few games better next year. Do you really feel it's not even close with the pitching that they have? Not even close because everybody's coming back. Okay, let's watch what happens this weekend. Let's watch what happens this weekend because Washington is a different team than they saw last week. Worth is back. Rendon is back. Zimmerman is back. They have Papelbon now in the bullpen with Storin. Not yeah, even close. No, no, not even close. Okay. Not even close. Okay. And the, Met, the, the, Mets, the Mets would have Carlos Gomez and Travis Darno back in the lineup tomorrow night. They're, right. not, they're not even close throwing Matt Harvey, DeGrom, and Syndergaard? They're not even close. They're, they're not even close to being a better team than Washington. No. They're not competitive with them? Sure, they're competitive with them. If you ran, if you ran a lineup of Carlos Gomez... Uh, Murphy, uh, say, you want know, to put Kelly Johnson there. Um, you know, Duda, Granderson, Darno, or you could back Darno third. Um, Duda, Granderson, Kelly Johnson, you know, uh, uh, Conforto, and who, who's left? And Tejada. That's not a terrible lineup. The infielders, I think. No, I got Tejada at short. I got uh, oh, Mur- I'm missing. No, I got Murphy at second. Speed in outfield. Oh, I got Murphy at third. I got Granderson, Conforto, and Gonz- and Gomez in the outfield. Because oh, Gomez is on the team now. Right, and Gomez in center field. That's not a. That's not a. Better... Yeah, it's, a better, it's a better team. It's a much. It's a. It's a much better team than it was a week ago, for yeah. sure. And for you're sure. Th- and you're throwing Harvey, Degrom, and. Syndergaard in that series. You don't have a chance? You have a chance. You always have a chance. But I'm saying, do you, don't you have a much better chance than they have tomorrow? Because of Gomez. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think Gomez makes their chance much better. I think Gomez makes their chance better. Okay. Is that because he's having a bad year or because, of, or he's having a quote-unquote, off-year, or just because of the player he is? I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. I think... Um, I don't necessarily... I, I I had a fear that the trade was going to be a negative impact on him. In other words, he was going to come here and he wasn't going to perform up to his capabilities. Like the pressure was going to get to him. Well, he seemed happy about it. I could definitely see the pressure getting to him, though. Going back to the organization that drafted him, and 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 New York in general, yeah, where right. if he if he shows up and goes over four, they're going to boo him. Right. I don't know that. To me, it's I, I it's, it's fair. I'm not I'm not saying that he's. 
I happen to like him as a player, I think, more than a lot of people do. But, um, I mean, it's fair. I, it, it makes them a better team. You're probably right. It doesn't make them good enough to overtake the Nats. They're not winning the division. They weren't winning the division with Carlos Gomez on the team either. They weren't. They weren't. If you want to say Worth was still out and Rendon was still out and Zimmerman was still out and Span was still out, if all the, if Strasburg is out, you want to say those guys are not coming back? Yeah, the Mets got a shot. Right, but not with them back. With them back? No. No, that's, 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 that's like half their team. And, and those are like, they're good ball players. They're yeah. not just middling journeymen guys that you could throw Yeah, out I mean, you could, you could argue that Zimmerman and Worth are on the downside. But, um, Zimmerman, Zimmerman and Worth are better than just about everybody in the Met lineup right now. I'm not saying they're not. I'm saying that they're on the downsides of their career. I mean, yeah. would, it, would it surprise you if, if Jason Worth came back and batted 220? He no. was hitting 205 when he got hurt again. I mean, it's you know, uh, he is 36 or 37 years old. Zimmerman's 34. Like, you know, uh, uh, Rendon, I totally agree with. Rendon, if, if Rendon is at full strength and healthy, although they've gotten pretty good play out of third base, and they've gotten pretty good play out of uh, uh, Unel Escobar. Well, that that speaks to the organization being able to prepare for those guys being out. Right. They had backup plans. Yes. Well, and they then, had they had major league backup plans. Right. The Mets had Danny Muno and Eric Campbell and John Mabry Jr. Yeah. That's No, I I I get you. It's it's uh, look, after I, after that loss today, it really doesn't matter. No, I, and and after Sunday, I think it's going to be completely irrelevant. Yeah. I think I think I think they're going to be a non-entity starting next Monday. Yeah. So we can focus on uh uh football. The uh, I did want to ask you about your impressions of the Tulowitzki deal and then the David Price deal. Um, just real quick, just with the the trade deadline. And do you think things will get nutty tomorrow? I think things will get nutty. No, I think things have got. I think. Or it's not they, gonna, have they gotten nutty as they're going to get? Yeah, it's not going to get nuttier. Okay. Because who's who's left? Who's who's bigger than Price or Tulowitzki? Right. No one. Moved? No one. Right. Right. You figure Cespedes will probably be moved. Um, Bruce will probably be moved. You know, Hamels has been moved. Now, that, even that's not finalized. No, it's not the, the Texas deal? No. Nope. Really? They're hoping tomorrow. Uh, yeah, but that's the point. Like, these, these things, like, in fantasy baseball, we make a trade, it's done. Yeah, I know. Well, commissioner, this... The commissioner looks at it, and then it's done. Right. I tweet it out, though, usually first. You do. You know, which I, I take a lot of guff for. Right, you tweet it before you even offer it. <laughs> right. So the that wait that but that Johnny Cueto is gone. Cueto. Yeah. So I mean, Papelbon is gone. I'm surprised so many big names moved so early. Usually it doesn't happen until like now. Right. And guys have been going for the last couple of weeks. The Rangers and Phillies trade on CBS Sports says is done. So I'm looking because I just read something that Hamels and Dykeman for Harrison Thompson, Alfaro, Nick Williams, Jared Eikhoff, and Alec Asher. Hold up in the Hamels deal due to administrative issues. No problems with any of the players physically. Announcement expected tomorrow. Oh, See, right. I think, but I think people—that's well, a paperwork thing. But it's right. But it's not done. I don't understand why people 
can't make the distinction between just about done and done. Because they want to be the first one to break it. Yeah. Well, but I'm but I'm here. I'm telling you, it's not done. It's and not I'm done. telling you, and I'm telling you, it is. So. <laughs> I, just, I just don't understand. You know who doesn't understand? Parent. Parent, parents. Parents just don't understand, man. Mark Parent doesn't understand. Mark Parent. Bernie Parent. Bernie Parent. So. <laughs> Mets have no plans to make a deal tonight, I was told. So sweet dreams to all. I said, Puma. Oh, Puma? Yeah, so nothing tonight. So maybe tomorrow we'll get Jay Bruce. I, I think uh, tomorrow you're you're much more likely to get uh, Pilar. Pilar. Well, that, but that means that we trade John Neese, and I don't think they're going to trade John Neese. Hello, Pilar. Can I just say that every time he's uh, he's <laughs> playing for the Mets? Hello, yeah, Pilar. I, I demand that you just say it over and over again. Actually. <laughs> Hello, Pilar. You wouldn't mind. <laughs> whatever, whatever you do, just keep saying it. Who is coming to the plate right now, Brian? It looks like Pilar. Pilar. Yeah, that's good. He's probably from like Oklahoma too. By the way, I'm just totally, <laughs> totally making him ethnic. <laughs> Yeah, because it's P-I-L-L-A-R, like right. pillar. <laughs> like pillar. Yeah. <laughs> and I totally... California kid. I totally made a Mexican. Yeah, no, he's... Yeah. Do the Yankees... The Yankees, do they have to do anything? Do they do anything? They should. They should, right? I, I, If I were them, I would. I, I mean, with Pineda and Nova... Pineda on the DL four to six weeks, Nova and Tanaka's a elbow waiting to happen. Yeah, I think... Well, I think... I don't think you're going to see Pineda again this year. Wow, really? Yeah. Well, okay, four to six weeks is going to take you to the middle of September. Yeah, it's going to take you to the middle of September. Right? I don't think you're going to see him again. How fast do you bring up Severino? you got to be careful bringing him up in a pennant race. Now, now, now the Yankees are in a pennant race. That's well, a real pennant the race. The Yankees are leading a pennant race. Right, but that's but that's a real thing. They're going to be in the postseason. That's a genuine thing. Yeah, it's not ju- it's not like let me calculate my uh, you know column AA to AC and then divide it and run a formula and a pivot table and oh look the Mets are in a pennant race. Yeah, no, that's not how it works. Um, yeah, three games out or not, you have to look at the actual team that's playing. No, you don't. You just look at the numbers. And, and that's you do the it. math, and you just, and away we go. You just be a... a uh, if I were the nerd. Yankees, I would... <laughs> stupid God. nerd is like an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. So so are they. So are they. They're all oxymorons. Um, if, you were the, if you were the Yankees, wouldn't you be looking for a pitcher right now? I would, but I, you know, I... They're not going to give up Judge. They're not going to give up. They turned down Kimbrel for Mateo, apparently. And, and that is such a missed opportunity to not give up Judge. For the guy, for the team getting Judge and the headlines the next day. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> stay with me. Well, there's, there's a, a lot of ways to go there. Here come the Judge. Here come the Judge. <laughs> such a waste. Such a waste. I mean, you know, the post is saving that for when he gets called up, right? That's right, man. They have that. They have that. Did you know that that kid's six foot seven? Judge Aaron yes. Judge. Yes. Is it Aaron Judge? I believe it's Aaron Judge. And who's Bird? Bird is uh, the third baseman, maybe. Yeah. What is his first name? Don't know. I can only keep track of Met prospects. You just call him the kid. The kid, Bird. The Bird kid. The kid Bird. Um. I, if I were the Yankees, I would go Who's the get... catcher? Who's the catcher? Gary Sanchez? Are they, are they still going on and on about Gary Sanchez? Are we still talking about I don't, about th- I, don't think, 
I don't think he's one of the untouchables. I think he is. No. I think it's Bird, Judge, Severino, and there's a shortstop. And Mateo. Is it Mateo? Yep. Okay. He's the guy that they wouldn't trade for Kimbrell. For Kimbrell. That's right. right. I think that that's short-sighted. I think you put – I if you can't get a starting pitcher, right. get a guy like Kimbrell in You that make bullpen. it a six-inning game, yeah. You throw Warren back in the rotation where he did well earlier in the season. Yep. And away you go. You make it like a five-inning game. You could make it a five-inning game. We're we're only a few years away from somebody starting, like having three-fifths of their rotation be, what they do in Tampa? be relievers. That's what they do in Tampa. These guys pitch three, four innings in Tampa yeah. Bay. Yeah. And they you just and, and you'll have three – there won't be a starter. There'll be three starters for each game. I think that they should definitely try to get a pitcher. They're going to have to. But the, what's left? They weren't going to overpay for Hamels. They weren't going to overpay for Cueto. They weren't going to pay for Price. Are there any other – And Casimir is gone. So now you're looking at Kashner. You're looking at Kashner because you're never going to get Nice from the Mets. I, I would – oh, my God. I would drive him over there so fast. Would you love to see him as a Yankee? Oh, I would love that. I I would I would almost want to see Nice on the Yankees more than I would want to see the Mets make the playoffs. Wow, come on. Yeah. I hate him. So this I would, can't it would work I, out well for you. I can't stand him and I really thought I was going to explode when Nice was pitching a Turner and I was there. I know. That was that was just about time for your head to explode. Way too much. I think I, w- the, I, w- I, think I went have to make a move. How is this team? There is uh, Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, they're a good team. They're a first place. They're they're a very good team, and they're hitting, and that's why they're hitting. And they're healthy, but for the most part, yeah. I mean, Teixeira and and you know they're big guys who are, are their bloated contracts outside of CC Sabathia are performing very very well. Right. And they have an exceptional bullpen. They but Teixeira's been fantastic. A Rod's been unbelievable. McCann's been very very good. Now that Ellsbury's back, he's been great. Gardner's, you know, a steady all-star. Gregorius is starting to hit. Gregorius is starting to hit a little bit. You know, second base and third base are a black hole, but if those other guys are producing, it doesn't make a difference. Well, let's see what they, let's see what happens with Ackley now. Ackley, I thought that was a good move. So did I. Little, little uh, risk, high reward. Ackley could, I, Ackley could certainly get hot for a month or two. You know, he's, he's clearly... Ackley's the kind of guy who's... A, Good hitter, like it's there. The right. swing is there. The hands are there. He's just never able to put it together for a full season. He's put it together for a month at a time, and you've seen like a month where he hit like seven home runs and just be filthy and not be able to get him out. And then he just he can't. It, it's almost like he can't repeat his mechanics. You know. We'll see the trading deadline. I love the trade deadline, and the Mets have ruined that too. So good job, guys. Love it. Good job. I always love uh I always love the trade deadline. I typically take off from work on the days of the trade deadline, whether it's hockey or baseball. Right. You know, because I like to monitor the trades. But not this year. No, I'm off tomorrow. Oh he's... <laughs> I took off I took off from work. Will you be uh will you be sending me then the info, please? Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna be we're gonna be talking all day tomorrow. All day. I, well, I have nothing to do now. I literally took the day off because it's the trade deadline. I love that. I never. I, knew I, that. I'm going away this weekend, but right. mainly the trade deadline. Sure. 
because I can't focus on it. I mean, it happens so fast. It does. You know, between 3 and 4 o'clock, there's just stuff flying in, flying out. It's a flurry. You know, it is a flurry. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a McFlurry. And the Mets are going to do nothing. Or they're going to um, we're gonna do uh, and uh, we're gonna do the uh, the fun load in a second. Can I just ask you what you would do with Sheldon Richardson if you were the Jets? What I would do with him right now? Yeah. You suspend him on your own. Um. Joe Cap and the and the guys were talking about it on TOJ on their podcast. And I don't want to know what they said first. I want to give you my yeah, own opinion. Yeah, yeah. And see if I'm right. But I, that, I, I was just gonna say that was the question asked. What it would feel you like the match game? Answer? I feel like I'm the contestants. EOJ guys are on the panel. They're on the panel. That's right. And you're Gene Rayburn. Sheldon Richardson <laughs> arrested. Is so high. How high is he? If you were the Jets, you would blank. <laughs> I'd blank, all right. <laughs> I think they blanked a few times. I would work with the league and come up with something and and see does like uh, contact the Woody Johnson calls Roger Goodell. Hey, what's what do we what do we do here? And then they come to a decision. Either the NFL suspends him, and the Jets are like, all right, that's fine. He's suspended for four games anyway. Tack on to that, or then or or the NFL says maybe it's better if you suspend him and you mete out your own discipline and here's, then the Jets do something here's your problem because you have a problem I, I have many but tell me what this one is that was a very Nipsey Russell answer um, didn't rhyme <laughs> didn't rhyme right <laughs> I'd call up the commish and get the dish um, here's your problem this is not going to be litigated until like October all right. right. Maybe even November. Like he doesn't have to appear before a jury uh, or before the judge between like the end of October. He'll already be back from his suspension. And so from if you're drug suspension. Correct. And so if you're the league, you can't do anything until the case is adjudicated. So But if you're, but if you're the team Exactly. Right. And then so maybe you, so that may be what happens. So if you're the team, do you take a proactive stance and say, you know what? He's is four games. He's suspended six more by us for conduct unbecoming. <laughs> All rise, um, you know, or for for you know for conduct unbecoming with the Jets, and we're going to get him into a treatment program and you right, know, et cetera, et cetera. And then while he's suspended by the Jets, while it plays out in court, then the league can. Right, the league could wind up saying, "Hey, you know what? You're you're gone for a year." This guy's a disaster, Cal. What a, what an idiot! What an I, but the timing of it today was unbelievable because you sent the message about what had happened, the story about right. about what had happened. Couldn't have been more than five or ten minutes after I was reading stories about how he had put everything behind him. Yeah. And he, it, the timing was unbelievable. This came out. the The story was released. I don't think it was more than 45 minutes after he had just finished doing his first round of press at the first day of camp. Yeah. And saying that you won't see my name in the papers again. And he didn't tell the Jets about this, but So he knows at this point, you're going to see my name in the paper again. You're going to see my name in the paper again. And Probably in a couple minutes. He didn't tell the Jets about it. Yeah, Jets had no idea. 
when it broke on, you know, Twitter, you know, or when it broke today, that was the first the Jets had seen it. The, right. I mean, he should be he should be suspended just for that. In hindsight, and and I, I thought this when he was suspended the first time, the Jets had to know he was a problem, and that's probably why they they went after Leonard Williams. Well, there are two reasons to take. But he was, Leonard he was also the best right. player. Right. Best player available, but you could have passed on him considering the riches that you had at defensive line already. Right. Now it's really good that they didn't pass on him. Well, unless unless they were unless they knew. Right, right, right. right. That this Sheldon Richardson is is a mess. Well, they they that was another thing the TOJ guys talked about on their podcast tonight was they drafted Leonard Williams, they drafted another defensive lineman in the seventh round, they re-signed Snacks, they re-signed a, or they signed Doosable. another veteran, they re-signed Doosable, they signed another veteran. Like all signs point to either them being really prescient or having a pretty good idea that he's a problem. Hey, why did why did the Mets rush to make the Clipper trade? The day before Mahia was suspended for a year. Well, Sandy Allison says the two were independent of each other. Yeah, whatever. These guys know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. You run, a, you run a major league franchise, you know what's going on. So I, I really believe they had a lot of questions about Richardson's character way back then. Yeah. So. Well, he obviously, to be suspended, he tested positive once. Because right. you get suspended on the second positive test. Right. So they obviously knew he was a bit of a problem. The, and, 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 and yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know what you're going to, I don't know what you're going to do other than sign Mo Wilkerson to sweet. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's probably lighting up a cigar right now. Oh, this is the greatest. Right. He's got um, his feet up on a, on an ottoman yeah. somewhere. His agent is, is literally open two or three bottles of champagne by now. The one other thing before we get to the fun load. Yeah. No, no. What were you gonna say? No, I was like, give him. I just give him the money. Give him whatever he wants. Yes, you have to now. He's he's he has shown to be nothing but a model citizen. Exactly. He's the complete opposite of Sheldon Richardson. Probably better than Richardson. Just give him whatever he wants. Well, Richardson's probably a better player. Ceiling ceiling wise, Richardson has a higher ceiling. Maybe. But, I think, but that said, Wilkerson said today, you know, why are you here why are you here on time and why did you go to mini camps? Because I'm a leader on the team and I belong here. Right. And he and he threatened to hold out and he thought about it and decided not in his best interest. Not the best interest of the team. So um what do you want? We would be remiss we have to thank the bishop for hanging in this long for a fun load. But because um, there's just a lot of sports today. I have to mention the owner of the Giants and that headline. You love that, just, didn't you? It's just so it it has nothing to do with like giant hatred. It's just it's an onion headline. And you so rarely see onion headlines with the Giants. Right. But Giants owner John Mara doesn't know how many fingers John JPP has. <laughs> I mean that's that's the headline. I know. And he said it. He said I, I you know, at this point we just don't know how many fingers he has. <laughs> what is he doing? What is Jason Pierre-Paul doing, Brian? I, I oh know. my goodness! I don't know. I mean, who, has he? Who is advising him? Salino and Barnes. Who has he got? He's got no finger. <laughs> at least one. He's got at least right. They don't know how many he's lost. <laughs> the owner does not know how many it is. Oh. And he's not talking to them, and he won't let them see him. Forget about the finger. He's got he's got all these skin grafts on his hand and his arm. I mean, that's, 
He's got a rehab. Right. Supposedly, he did a lot of damage to his thumb. Yeah. I Whatever know. hand it is, he's got to play with a different hand down in the dirt. Yep. It's going to be adjustment period. But just to hear the Giants organization, like, they've always taken great, you know, they've always taken care of their players, even when Plexico Burr shot himself in the leg. Like, they they did the right thing by him. It's just really mysterious that he's acting this way. He's either getting really, really bad advice or they've shown him something, this particular player, something that they're not as supportive with him as they have been with everybody else. Well, I mean, not, look, not look at what they blowing their finger off. That's true. But look at what they did with David Wilson. Like, you know, they 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 gave him a tremendous retirement settlement package for his injury, and he got hurt on the field. No, 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 no. I get that. I'm just saying they they their medical staff and their team has taken great care of their players, and it happened a month ago. Like I could see being embarrassed about it for, for like two weeks, but at some point, are you going to talk to the team? The other the other problem is. They they gave they gave him the franchise offer. That, right. He chose not to sign it. Correct. He chose to go light fireworks off instead. <laughs> I think directly from right? not signing. Right. He's the got deal. a 50, he's got a fifteen million dollar contract. <laughs> he's like, uh, uh, to this, I got some bottle rockets. I got a I got a truck full of illegal fireworks. Right. <laughs> set up a rented Penske truck. Right. I got a Roman candle in one hand. I got a pen in the other. <laughs> this, this contract's got to wait. M eighty thick. Ridiculous. I mean, it's just it's it's just so fantastic though. Just that quote. I just see it and I love it so much. I see it. Giants owner doesn't know how many fingers he has. Yeah, but he said it very class. He did, he did. like a it fake a lot British of, accent. Right, it was a lot of class. It was the Giants. He put his monocle on. And right now, we don't know how many fingers. Don't don't you think John Mara should always be wearing an ascot? Yes. John Mara specifically. He should be Mr. Peanut. He should be. He should be Mr. Peanut. He should walk around with a cane. Yep. A monocle. Top hat, a monocle. Ascot. Yeah, British accent, everything. Even though he's from New Jersey, yeah, everything that comes out matter. of his mouth is classy. He should be an aristocrat. Yep, I was called an aristocrat. <laughs> he should be an aristocrat. I get that mixed up a lot. You really do. I think it's because of how much you love the aristocrats. That's right. Um, filthy <laughs> Disney joke. Giants owner, not sure how many toes he has either. Did he drop one of the fireworks? Is he still fully toed? I say. I'm wondering if you do it without him. Do it without Hey, let me ask you a, a question before we get into the fun load. I want to get I want to see if if you agree with this analogy. David Lennon of Newsday suggests that nothing happened. Don't raise your eyebrows. Nothing okay. happened. He suggests that the Mets are going to need to do something tomorrow and he says 
contenders don't make deals for PR purposes in July. But if the Mets stand pat tomorrow, there's going to be a tsunami-sized backlash. So my question to you, yeah, is he exaggerating the size of the backlash? Will it be tsunami-sized? If they don't make a move tomorrow? If they stand pat at the deadline tomorrow. It's not, not going to be any bigger than anything else. There's going to be... Isn't tomorrow night free t-shirt Friday? Free free shirt, not free t-shirt. Free, free shirt Friday. Right. And Harvey Day. And, Harvey. and the Nationals, a Friday in August. Yeah, July 31st. There'll yeah. be 35,000 there, just okay. the same way as always. Do you think he means from the media... Interesting. Is he preparing his own tsunami side <laughs> A personal tsunami? Right. That was the original title of that song, by the way. A personal tsunami? Your own personal tsunami. Then they were like, that doesn't that doesn't no. work at all. Well that was in Japan. <laughs> what Peach? A little stinky right there. Who sings that song? Depeche Mode. Pet Shop Boys. Depeche Shop Boys. Depeche Shop Boys. Depeche Mode. Depeche. Depeche Shop Boys. Depeche. Mode. I will answer. Uh, tonight's fun load's about soup. Let's do it. Long overdue. Long overdue. On July 30th, and it's 95 degrees out. Let's do soup. That's how we, we go against the grain. We always do. Um, I don't think there's a tsunami-sized backlash coming from the media. No. Okay. Nope. I do. I agree. I think. I think it's at least a uh, Sharknado-sized backlash. That's a pretty. At least. From the media. I think the fans. I think the media. And then you'll have your thirty-five thousand people that just want to go to City Field and watch a game. Right. I, I hope there is. There will be. It's not gonna what you can hope there is, but what is it gonna do? Nothing's ever gonna do anything. Nothing's ever gonna happen. But, but there will be. It's not okay. I think there will be. Uh, how you are burp? you? Are you just belching uh, into the microphone? Is that the thing? <laughs> I got no cough Bring, button. You bring in the class as always. So uh I, I had a full box of raisins. And now I'm regretting it. That's all. This I'm box is very small, though. <laughs> it's a very small box traditionally. It's not like you eat a box of cereal. It's a box of raisins. You need a box of raisin oh. bran. Don't think I haven't. You Wait. could eat at least three boxes of raisins in one sitting and be fine. And then play a musical instrument on the empty boxes. You ever do that? You ever try to play? You know, like my a great return to breakfast cereal was cut short. Ever done that? Wait, what? You remember no, my triumphant return to breakfast cereal, right? <laughs> yes, I do. Well documented. Yeah, I remember the 30 for 30 that ESPN did on it. <laughs> it was cut short. What do you mean it was cut short? Preempted? Well, what I found out is... Uh, Presidential uh, speech? Bishop, Bishop Big Donut uh, doesn't get along with dairy anymore. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. tarted <laughs> no. So, uh, every... Every time I was giving myself a big bowl of bran, 
I was getting quite the upset stomach. You sure it was the milk oh, and not man. the bran? Yeah, we did, we did separate tests. <laughs> we did ex- extensive research. I'm did not much of a uh, milk drinker. So no more milk then, huh? I really I ate just a tablespoon in the coffee and that's it. Do you take a tablespoon out and measure that? I can no. eyeball it. I can eyeball anything. I've I have measured it and I did it so many times that I eyeball it now. So yes. Wow. I know how many tablespoons of milk I'm putting into my coffee. Get out of here. Why did you start? Yeah, it's between, it's between one and two for me. I was counting calories. Oh. Was it yeah. nineteen seventy eight? I had I had one of those clickers. <laughs> Did you have a wedge of cantaloupe with some cottage cheese? I had it was a half a grapefruit. It was a sensible breakfast. The clicker. And a half a bowl of special K. And then you go and work out in front of Richard Simmons. And I worked out I did some jazzercise. Yeah. <laughs> Jane Fonda. Let so, yeah, so I so I was always curious how much you know, how many calories or in a cup of coffee, in a typical cup of coffee. Right. Coffee's nothing. Zilch. Right. Zero. Zippo the hippo. Nothing. And then, all right, so I, put, I, I like a little milk. I like a little sugar. I don't drink sugar in the coffee anymore, boys. I'm off it. Well, that's Enti- carbs, enti- right? Entirely. Yep. Yeah. One equal, I allow myself. One equal? Equal, yeah. Okay, Grandma. <laughs> Jeez. Let me ask you guys a question while we're while we're here and while and then I and then I have another one for PJ after you. Okay. But I don't want to forget it. While we're counting calories, let me run down a few diets. You say yay or nay. Rated, okay. overrated. Right. <laughs> right. We could do that. We could do rated, overrated, underrated, overrated, solid. Got it. So first, tell me if you've been on it. Second, tell me if uh, you're rating. So it's a two part. Yeah. That's that's correct. All right. Uh, I'll start with you, PJ. Weight Watchers. Yeah. Tried it. Overrated, underrated, it, solid. Couldn't do it. What was the problem with Weight Watchers for you? And follow up, Steve Sampietro, RTU. How many times have you been on Weight Watchers? Separate times. And did you <laughs> ever follow up? Follow up on my follow up. Did you ever go to a meeting? All right, well, how many times have I been on it? It, it, it? Being honest and saying that the times that I sincerely tried, it was right. twice. Okay, you were all in twice. All in twice. Sincerely. Sincerely. The other times and, you were just sarcastic uh, about it. <laughs> the other time you were completely ironic about it. <laughs> he moved to Brooklyn. Couldn't, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it because I'm too good of a of a budget guy uh you're, you give you're me a, a point system yeah. I, yeah you give me a point system i work right around it immediately oh you oh you look for ways around to circumvent the system it's so natural it's i don't even know i'm doing it cuz i was i was just about I, to say they have a point system no he yeah, he's automatically looks for a way around one. it right so the point system is no good for you that's right. 
All right, point systems. I weigh this much. I get 32 points. Okay, I can start with cheesecake for breakfast. <laughs> and let me tell you why. And it was downhill from there. Right, so you can you can use thirty points on two pieces of cheesecake, and sure. then the rest the rest of the day you'll have like uh, a glass of water and a cheese stick, and that'll be it. Basically, it, right? The system broke down very quickly for me. <laughs> Did you ever go to a meeting? No, I refused. Okay. My whole family went, but I wouldn't go. Your whole family went. Every member of my family to the same meeting has gone to has gone to wait. Which sometimes they did go together. Okay. Well, they have those. They have the family family meetings. No, I didn't, right. I thought they it was a coincidence. <laughs> oh look, what are you doing here, Dan? What are you doing? Well, you drove me. Yeah, I kept myself I, out of it because I, I I know that I too easily look for a fight. Look for the argument. So you're, so you're gonna get into a fight. So, so you're you're confrontational and manipulative of the system. This is perfect for And self aware, and really self aware. Because yeah, the second I sensed that it was gonna, if it felt like a rally, you know, if it was, if you were designing this whole thing to to encourage me, it wasn't gonna work. This is this is the Weight Watchers Your Way plan. <laughs> the PJ way. The PJ way. Yeah, I had two pieces of cheesecake this morning. So what? That's right. how he opens. The, that's how he opens the meeting. I'm using my bonus points at the beginning. At the beginning right. of the day. What's it to you? You want to fight I had about a box it? Of munchkins. Come on, fix it. Come on, geniuses. <laughs> Yeah, a box of munchkins. Was that the 45 or the 60? I blacked out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'll never forget as a kid, I ate, and this was, this uh, I'm talking like five, six years old, maybe, when munchkins are at a premium. We went down the block to Kevin's house with my parents, which never happened. So we went there on like a Friday night. Never happened. My parents never went anywhere. And we went down to the McWalters' house to, like, all hang out. And Kevin, as you know, Kevin and I hung out every day. Right. But our parents were friends, but they just didn't work that way. So we went there and we bought, we brought a box of munchkins for all the children. There were a number of children there. It was me and my brother, Kevin, his two brothers, and his sister. And we were down in the basement playing, and I, they were down there. And I just bulked out on him. Like, while we were playing, I just started, I kept going back to the box and going back to the box, and I probably knocked out 40 of the 45 munchkins. Wow. And sure. Kevin's dad came down and yelled at me. Oh. I'll never forget it. And I love the man. He was a sweetheart. He was an awesome man. He's not with us anymore. He was a fantastic guy. And he didn't really yell at me. He just kind of gave a like a like a disappointment. Oh, Steve, Steve, come on, hey, buddy. What'd you do? That's it. It was it was a come on, buddy. Now nobody else can have Munchkins. Come on, buddy. What'd you do? Well, <laughs> I, wait, so wait, there were six kids of six kids. 
That's correct. Two and four is six, and they only got the forty-five count. We we brought the forty-five count. Yeah, see, that's you got to bring the sixty. Not thinking that one of the children would eat forty of them himself. No, but I mean, they were just for the kids. They weren't for the grown-ups. Correct. And one of the children is only like three. <laughs> Kevin's, Kevin's little sister Jen is only like three at this time, so she could have like two and a half. She's maybe, ha- and she she still to this day only weighs like eight pounds. Hmm. Anyway, and how that's many my munchkins mushroom. today would you allow your children to have? Well, I buy them for them all the time. They are <laughs> munchkin junkies, but that's mostly because I spend so much time at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> That there has to be, said, right. like, Wesley, like Wesley said all the time, or Wesley said recently to me, Daddy, are you made of coffee? Because you drink a lot of it. No, buddy. Just, just love it. So uh, the, the most I will give them in a sitting is three. Yeah. My, Michael, yeah, I can do four with mine. My stand, well, they're a little older. They're bigger. Yeah. They're like grown-ups, actually. My standard order is uh, medium coffee, cream, one equal, uh, three powdered, and three chocolate. You buy them individually? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Never done that. Three powdered, three chocolate, or four powdered, four chocolate, and Teresa will take two. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's your favorite munchkin? I mean, while we're here. Glazed. Desert Island munchkin is it glazed. The Mount Rushmore of Munchkins. <laughs> Mount Rushmore of Munchkins. <laughs> Desert I go back Island. and forth, glazed and then chocolate glazed. Back and forth, back. And yeah, forth. I I gotta go chocolate glazed. Blueberry cake. Come on, <laughs> who are you? I love the those blueberry cake. <laughs> you really do. Yeah, those I are really good. Do. It's too They're dry. Really... I gotta have. No, are you kidding me? Those I find to be the moistest. <laughs> I don't think that's a word. Yeah, they're still they are. moistest. Please don't ever say moistest. Moistest a loo? <laughs> and how about in that context? Is that okay? Moistest and the Hebrews. <laughs> um, okay, next diet. Oh, I got to ask Cal. Weight Watchers. Uh, I've done it maybe okay. three times. Rated, overrated, under, uh, underrated, overrated, solid. It's um, It's solid. I would I would say underrated, but it's just so touted, right? That it can't be underrated, so mm-hmm. it's definitely solid. Most success you've had on it? The most success that I've had on it, like how much have I lost on it? Well, that is just sort of the measure of a diet, <laughs> traditionally. I, I I thought maybe like waist size, <laughs> right? How many inches? You wanna? <laughs> if I'm taking a picture in a pair of pants, how far out <laughs> I'm pulling the waist? Um, I lost 20 pounds on it. Okay. PJ, most you lost on Weight Watchers? Um. This is where PJ tells us he gained nine pounds. <laughs> yeah, my dignity. The most I lost was my dignity <laughs> on Weight Watchers. As I watched my entire family shrink. Right. <laughs> and I just stayed right there. You started growing. Right. <laughs> um, I was uh, I, I for you did my Weight Watchers, right? I did Weight Watchers as a uh, I went on Weight Watchers for the first time when I was like eight. Mm. 
I had a little bit of a weight problem as a kid. And that was like old school scale Weight right. Watchers. Right. Uh, which is why the clicker really rang home for me. You remember that, This was right? all calorie-based. Yeah. Uh, but I did it a couple years ago. And I think I lost about 15 pounds. But it wasn't... I, I Peach, much like you, I can't... I started to cheat the system. And, and, it, and it especially became difficult if I wanted to have like a couple of beers or a glass of wine. Right. That's where it always runs into problems with me. Because you, you know, and I, re- I remember the shame of my parents still thinking that I was on it, assuming that we were all still doing it together, <laughs> and <laughs> and them going to bed. I mean, I'm living at home, right? It's right after college, and I'm living at home trying to lose the weight. And they're like, "Okay, we're going to bed," and they notice that I'm sitting there with a package of deli cheese, getting ready to watch some TV. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you still got, you still got some points left today. And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, I sure. do. <laughs> sure, I got like 14 points. Yeah, <laughs> and then down went about six slices of American cheese. All right, which, as we all know, are three or four points apiece. Right, and you fold them up into at least eight, right? And you pop the whole thing in your mouth. Fold, roll, triangles. You do the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I could eat I could eat package after package of sliced cheese. Or, you know, like a half a pound. Give me a half a pound of uh, American, you know. Yeah, like... Land the, O'Lakes like, American or whatever. Uh, yellow American. I will sit there with that package open in front of me and a thing of mayonnaise and the cheese. Oh. And I will just make cheese mayo sandwiches. And bread. So when you're trying to make no your bread, bread. you wrestling weight. Don't even need bread. Oh, I see what you're doing. You're taking two pieces of cheese. Correct. And putting mayo in between them. Making a mayonnaise cheese sandwich. When you fellas go to the deli counter, does your deli counter person offer you a slice of whatever he's slicing? Well, we had this. We did this once a long time ago. Remember, I got free Met cheese. Right. Because I had a Mets hat on. That's right. And this woman was like a big Met fan, and she gave me, and she got, here's a piece of cheese. I love the Mets. And if I hadn't had the Met hat on, there's no chance I was getting the cheese. Right. So but they yeah, they, yeah, I don't know. I haven't been to the deli counter in the new neighborhood yet. Okay. PJ? I would go with my adorable children. And uh, I don't, they would always... You bring your adorable children to the deli counter or to the to the bakery counter, and free samples just come flying across the counter. Yeah, that was, oh, that's sure. how it works. Does she want to so, try spiced ham? Uh, well, I'll take it for her. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> she might later. She might later. My guy offered turkey offers kielbasa. I'll try the turkey kielbasa. Thank you. He offers it up every time. Every time, and I say no. I don't take the, you know, would you like a slice? I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah, that's it. One time. Look at the control. Well, yeah, well, one time there was a lady next to me, and she looked at me, and she says, what, did you eat lunch already? <laughs> wow, you got a report in? Yeah. I said, I said, no, but my wife would kill me if I filled up before I went home, and we all laughed. <laughs> 
so I diffused an awkward situation with yeah. a wife joke. With a comedy. With the wife. And yeah, and he the went wife. and you went you went Henny Youngman and you <laughs> diffused you diffused the situation. Did you say my wife or did you say the wife? I said the wife. Of course. Yeah, because that the wife. That means you're looking for laughs if it's the wife. <laughs> The wife honest. would kill me because it's 1957 at the deli counter. If I filled up at the store before lunch, the wife would kill me. No! Ah! Oh, that's funny. Let's have some more cheese. Yeah. So, um, Atkins, PJ. Tremendous success. Ooh. Tremendous. Now, why does that diet work for you? Is it the bacon? Uh, it works for me because once I can change my brain a little bit, I don't miss carbs at all. Right. To the amazement of everyone else I know. <laughs> Did oh, you, you do crave bread? No. Rice? Did... No. Cereal? No. Potatoes? No. <laughs> don't care. Don't eat it. I and don't they keep going. It. They just right. run down the list. Pizza? No. 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 <laughs> Rice pudding? No. How many more of these? How many more of these do you have? I have a list of seventy-two things that I need to ask you about. All right, Come well, let's just, let's just speed it up. No. Let's no just meal, speed no. it up. I have a bacon cheeseburger to eat without the bun. Did you do? Did you do hardcore? You know, you know why Atkins works so well for me is because I was one of the few people who read the entire book. You did, and and I yeah, and I I saw quite plainly, that you weren't supposed to stay in that eat cheeseburgers till you're full phase. Right. That's not the you entirety know, of the diet. No, that's just like week one plus three days or something. Well, they, 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 um, that diet that diet's changed a lot, though, since you've been on it. Yes. Because yes. The, now the, all you eat are carbs. That's right. The induction phase is insane. Modified Atkins. I mean, it's... Co- it's called an induction phase. Like it's right. either Atkins or Scientology. Right. Or the Hall of Come Fame. On. Or the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Only time he's been inducted. <laughs> Fraternity. Fraternity, sure. How much uh, did you lose your most on Atkins, Peach? Um, 25 may- to 30 pounds, maybe. Okay, you may also be the only person who's ever read the book cover to cover. I don't think even Atkins. Yeah, I don't even think uh, what was it, Robert Atkins? Yeah, yeah. Chad Aiken. Claude Aiken. Claude Aiken. Claude Aiken's diet is uh, all gravy (laughs) and Sensodyne. You eat a lot of Sensodyne. Oh, great. Polygrip. I'm sorry. Polygrip. That polygrip. Polygrip. That was Claude Aiken. <laughs> Cal, have you done Atkins? Nope. Never. Nope. I, I could never eliminate carbs completely. No? No Not shot. Bread. Nope. Not cereal? Not, def- Not potatoes? Um, Not oatmeal? <laughs> Peach has the whole list again. <laughs> no applesauce. This would take up huge portions of your day. Like people just stopping you and reading <laughs> down the list. It's following me around. Okay, let's uh, let's do this. Because <laughs> once somebody starts, they have to go through the whole list. They're, they are yeah, because they're incredulous. Obli- 
they are obligated to name every carbohydrate food. That's right. Pasta. You like just looking at your watch. We. <laughs> that was done. I have a dentist appointment. That. Uh, all right. No. Let's. Yes. No. No beans. We're on the bees. <laughs> Doing this for an hour. We're only on B. What about toast? Can you have toast? It's just yeah. a slice of toast with your egg. Right. If, if you put the if you if you char the bread and no carbs, all it the carbs the carbs out. out. Yeah, it right. takes the carbs out. It's magical. Yep. Well, when you announce that you're on Atkins, there's always someone there to argue with you immediately. <laughs> right. You can't have a muffin? Like, what if you're good all week? You can't have a muffin on Sunday? <laughs> no. What? what are you, at the gym? <laughs> Why does it sound like a Billy Crystal character? <laughs> it's like a guy. You can't have a muffin. You can't. You tell them you can have a muffin. You're just not on Atkins. What about a piece of cake? So you piece of cake. So you can't have crumb cake? Yes. Crumb cake would still be cake. And I love the person that argues with you about Atkins. Yeah. Not even a munchkin? Are we doing this really? We're still (laughs) What would be the most difficult carb for you to give up, Cal? Um Desert Island carb. Not Rushmore of carbs. <laughs> Carb Rushmore. Carb <laughs> Mount Mount Carbmore. <laughs> Rush Carba. Rush Carb. <laughs> Seriously, I want your Mount Rushmore of carbs. Go. Sugar. Can I say sugar? Sure. Because I can't give. I couldn't. I couldn't give up sugar. There's a ton of carbs in sugar. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. Um, bread. I couldn't give up bread, although. I've been eating a lot less bread. Still, it's on your Mount Rushmore. Talking, this, <laughs> turning this into a testimonial. <laughs> um, I could potatoes. I could not give up potatoes. Okay. So potatoes, sugar, bread, and ice cream. There you go. That's a russet solid. Russet potatoes. We can't give up russet potatoes. <laughs> What if what, Idaho red? Golds? You can't give up Idaho Gold? What about plain baking potatoes? You can't give you those up? Yams? Yams. Yams? Okay, what's your, what's your Mount Rushmore of carbs? Yams. <laughs> I'm going to start with yams. Yeah. He's four yams. <laughs> four yams. Four times. I am, uh, I'm, the, the hardest thing for me is the impulse carb. The Ooh. walk through the kitchen, pop open the cabinet and be like, oh, there's a Triscuit. And then, <laughs> and then you're sitting down with Triscuit. Is that how you say it? Or whatever. You discover a Triscuit? there's a Triscuit Your kids know your Triscuit voice. Uh, dad's eating Triscuits. Yeah, it's whatever is in that in that cabinet, in that stupid, stupid ingrained behavior I have of, oh, I'm walking through the room. I must search out this cabinet and see what food's here waiting for me, even though I'm not hungry and don't need a meal. I could have right. just eaten. The carb cabinet. I will, be, I will be clearing the table from dinner, past the cabinet on my way to the sink, and look for something. <laughs> uh, there's a licorice in here. Look at that. There's a Twizzler. All right. I'm twizzling while I'm cleaning dishes. <laughs> I'm twizzling. 
That's so hip-hop. Which, which is, you know, the reasoning behind my enormous rebounds that I do from, from diets, which I'm currently in one right now. Good God. Oh, boy. Tragic. Oh, I'm <laughs> tragically large right now. <laughs> The uh, what what do you go to when you rebound like that? Like what's like what's I mean besides the walkthrough, the carb cab, depression, self loathing, <laughs> pornography. Where else do you go? I meant uh, I meant foods, but that's, that's fine. <laughs> Which food do you yeah. go to? When I'm rebounding, I I find well today I found myself uh, at a bakery counter. A bear claw. I, I, I went it. I went in to uh, buy some bananas, but I walked out with a crumb cake and jelly cookies. <laughs> and that's a true story. And that's a, and that's, uh, that's a and, true story. And bananas? <laughs> I remembered the bananas. All right, good. They're not for him. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> bananas and banana bread. Right. And banana cream pie. <laughs> What uh I what, enjoy all bananas baked goods tie Bananas Foster. Bananas Foster. Foster bananas. Not Foster baked bananas. but still delicious. <laughs> What's um where where are you going besides the Trisket voice? <laughs> which I love. Ooh, a Trisket. <laughs> And now they're over here, and now they're in my belly. Um, I would go. It would be easy for me. It would be pizza, potato chips, ice cream, and cereal. That's it. How much pizza will you eat? I would. Oh, are you? Is this a serious question? It is. I because after miss, two slices, I'm sick. I miss I miss one thing. I've been low eating low carb for almost a year. For and, so this many years, right? <laughs> and the only thing I miss is pizza. Low carb or no carb? Low carb. Okay. So between twenty and thirty net carbs a day. So what's that? Which, a piece of toast. This, uh, muffin. Uh, <laughs> we're back to our list. Toasted it's crackers at- by Keebler. It's Atkins-esque. <laughs> uh, but it's not full-on Atkins. It's not. It's it's kind of a... You've created this yourself, right? You're not following a system. Correct. Just, right. Correct. Um, and if I, I... I would really need a fifth face because I... I, I, I of course miss pasta. Mount but. Rushmore. <laughs> At the Pentagon. Right. Your I think Pentagon then I think carbs. then I would I my Pentagon of carbs. <laughs> I think I would put pasta then in over cereal. You know, they used to call my sister that Miss Pasta. <laughs> the Pentagon of carbs? Name of the neighborhood. Hey Miss Pasta's here. What? Why it, did, a, it wasn't a term of endearment, was it? Why did they call no, her Miss Pasta? Did she win a, a pageant? Miss <laughs> Pasta, Staten Island. <laughs> <Not a> cheese. <laughs> she had a sash. 
the crown. You're my everything. Here she is, Miss Pasta. <laughs> Miss Pasta. 1986. <laughs> Brought to you by Ronzoni. <laughs> and San Giorgio. What was the house pasta growing up? What was your house pasta? She's Miss Pasta. Oh, that's a great I know question. that your mom was brand loyal. She had to be. My mother was very brand loyal. Okay. And it was Ronzoni. We were, yeah, we were Ronzoni as well. And at one point, my Uncle Vinny knew all the numbers of right of the pasta. Right. So oh, if you, if right, you right. said Ronzoni forty-five, he would tell you what pasta that was. Right. Number nine is Italian. thin spaghetti. That's the one I know. What was it? Number nine, right? Number nine is thin spaghetti. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and you'd say like fourteen, he'd be like fusilli. I'd be like, okay, settle, settle <laughs> down. A challenge. Right, <laughs> scoop of vanilla, scoop of chocolate. Don't waste my time. Uh, yes, we were Ronzoni, and then uh, uh, if we had jarred sauce or gravy, as it were, in my house, um, we my mother discovered Classico when Classico first came out. And she really liked it. It was highbrow, and so we had we had Classico four cheese was a uh, was my mother's go to. Interesting fact about Classico: they have added a teaspoon of salt every year since it's been out. Are you serious? And it now contains (laughs) forty (laughs) five teaspoons of salt. Well, it's been out for like 20 years. Yeah. So it started with 25 yeah. teaspoons of salt. Right. And now they're up to 45. Right. One it started year. edible and now it's simply shelf stable. <laughs> now it just, it, it's in that category of it'll last forever in your cabinet. What was your go-to pasta, Cal? I don't know. I don't As think. pasta? I don't think we were brand specific. I feel like San Giorgio more than anything. All right. I think that was that was the commercial. I feel like San Giorgio more than anything. San Giorgio pasta might have been Barilla. Did Barilla exist then? Then it was Barilla. I don't feel like Barilla's been around that long. Today, how about today? Well, you don't you don't really eat the pasta. No, we still have it in the house. The kids eat it every day. Are you brand specific now? Yes, Barilla. Mostly whole wheat stuff. Whole wheat, right. Yeah. Right. The kids eat the whole wheat or they eat the tricolor. Uh, the rotini. The tricolor rotini, right. PJ, you By brand the way, specific a complete today? scam. Yeah, of course it is. A complete scam. A whole scam I'm pasta, comfortable with. Artichoke pasta. No, it's pasta. Spinach pasta, no good? No, it's macaroni. Macaroni. Well, I got. I did get my kids calling it that. You'll be what, happy to know. Pasta? No, they call it macaroni. Oh, good. They you call they call, it, they call it all macaroni except spaghetti. Because it's spaghetti. Everything else is <laughs> we're having macaroni tonight. What kind? Mm. Penne. See, I got them doing that. Dress trees are crazy. It's fantastic. Oh, it dr- yeah. Well, whenever you hear somebody call it pasta, it drives me crazy. It's macaroni. 
Well, they'll say they'll say pasta sometimes to boys. Well, no, I'm not saying your kids that would drive me crazy. Like oh, it, I would, no, it, it, I said, you you know, what'd you have for dinner tonight? Pasta. I said, no, you didn't. You had macaroni. So what kind? Spaghetti. Spaghetti. No, spaghetti, spaghetti. That's the one. That's the only one that doesn't get called macaroni. Spaghetti. 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 That's how Casey says it, right? I'm gonna. He does. <laughs> He's got a beret on. <laughs> I uh, I would eat pizza at least two times a week. If I, what? I, if, if I was if if given I was, the chance if or given the opportunity. Okay. I adore pizza. It's it, love is not a big enough word. <laughs> to quote planes, trains, and automobiles, it's not a big enough word. For how I feel about pizza. I love Sicilian. I love Nepaletan. I love uh, with toppings, without toppings. I love uh, grandmas. I love white pizza. I love I love it all. I love it so much. How about salad pizza? You ever have salad pizza? I have. And it's a uh, it's an abomination. I think it's very good. Salad pizza? Yeah, my, I, my daughter likes the Caesar salad pizza. Oh, yeah. come on. Not bad. All right. I've only had it Have once, and it, and, it, and it... Okay. <laughs> She's grounded. You know, you can now get mini pizza as a topping for regular pizza. What's that now? <laughs> you can get a slice of pizza with four tiny slices of pizza on top of it, and that's the topping. Is it like this, the <laughs> Russian nesting pizza. dolls? <laughs> it's, yes, it's the Russian nesting dolls of food. Did you get this at Willy Wonka's factory? <laughs> it's out there. Where are you getting this? All the, all the not, pizzerias by me, by the way, did also like to go crazy with like buffalo chicken topping and, and no, uh, no, 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 chicken franchise topping. That's not bad. I've, I've had that. Go for that. Incredible. Oh, oh no, good. no can do. do. <laughs> Who do you I think had, eats more uh, pizza, Hall pizza or with? Pizza with tortellini Alfredo as the topping. What? Yes. Is, was it good? Um, Sounds like it'd be a little rich. Yes. <laughs> Very rich. <laughs> About halfway through the slice, you realize that you don't need to eat anything else for the rest of the evening. Ever. Ever. Salty, <laughs> creamy, sleepy. <laughs> good night. <laughs> Salty, creamy, sleepy, good night. So, like, eat, pray, love? Eat, pray, love. Salty, salty, sleepy, salty, creamy, sleepy, good night. That's the follow-up book. That's for men. That's the one for men, right? It's from the men's perspective, yeah. Right. Salty, creamy, sleepy, good night. Chapter 6, Carbonara. <laughs> That's it. It's an entire chapter about eating a dish of carbonara. Carbonara, yeah. <laughs> and then I fell asleep. Chapter it's seven. It's like Alfredo, but we had black pepper and bacon. Why not? Carbonara. Why not? Oh, man. Chapter seven, Parmesan. Parmesan. Now I want... I do miss chicken cutlets, too. Can I throw that on the list? Oh, sure. Man. Sure. You don't eat chicken cutlets? Nope. Not with the breading. Not breaded. You grill them? Yeah, 
Oh yeah. Nope. You I marinate eat, them. I I do. I do. And if my mom's here and she's making chicken cutlets, I'm having chicken cutlets. Yeah. You know. That's the kind of that's the kind of low carb diet I'm on. That come on now. Like at Christmas, my mother was up and she made like a big plate of Montegoth. Yeah, what are you gonna do at like the holidays? You're gonna come on. carbs? Yeah, come on. Cool. You know. She made a uh she made another day another night she made a thing of Gava Deal. Like I'm not gonna have Gava Deal. Come on. Yeah, I'll pass. yeah, I'll pass. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I put a I put a ton of regalth on it, so that was good. That's low carb. Hey, you you guys, we should wrap up soon. But you guys, Oates, want, by the way, it's John Oates. John Oates likes pizza way more. Eats eats, eats, eats. The question was who eats more, eats more pizza? pizza. John Oates eats way more pizza than Daryl Hall, but not nearly as much as G. E. Smith. <laughs> what about T. Bone right, Burnett? Right, he's the king. Right, nah, T. Bone Burnett doesn't even eat pizza. No, he's a vegetarian. No. G.E. Smith can do a half pie a night and uh, doesn't right. get an ounce. Yeah, that's, everybody that's crazy. the irony. T-Bone Burnett is a vegetarian. See? <laughs> right? Cheesesteak Burnett is a vegetarian. Right. Um, I I came across oh, this good, good low-carb dessert. Hold on. PJ's got something to say. Go ahead, Pidge. Oh, wait. Low-carb dessert, that's the whole of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, T-Bone Burnett, uh, 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 music supervisor on the new True Detective. And right. Well, he was... Music is music. outstanding. He was music supervisor on season one, too, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he's just basically the go-to guy for everything, I guess. Right. But he's just outstanding. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna try to start watching it someday. I, I fear it will be over before I start watching it, but... That's all right. No, I, I mean that's uh, that's almost how we did season one. I didn't start watching it till like episode seven, and then I just very kinda unimpressed with the write-ups on the show. By the way, the write-ups on the show are, are, are just oof. You should do one. A write-up? Yeah, yeah. You should be doing one. How come you're not doing one on on Sunday nights or Monday mornings? I demand one. How's that? All right. I never thought I never thought to do it. Well, Low do carb it. Dessert. You take uh, two tablespoons of ragoth, right? You take a, a a teaspoon of, or you do a little more. Is that ricotta <laughs> cheese to the rest of the world? Ragoth. Yes, ragoth. Um, yes, to the rest of the world, it is ricotta. So you take the ricotta cheese. You take um, a, a teaspoon of teaspoon and a half of peanut butter. You sprinkle in cinnamon and a little cocoa powder. Ooh. And then you stir that all together, right? You stir it up really good so you make it into like a nice consistency. And then you flash freeze it. Put it in the freezer for like 10, 12 minutes. And you go, man. It's delicious. What? How much regard? I do. I usually do two tablespoons. Sometimes three, depending on how hungry I am. Uh, there's like no, you know, very little carbs in the whole organization. There's no carbs in peanut butter? There are, but peanut butter uh, are good carbs, and they're, net carbs-wise, they're pretty low. Okay. It's like a tablespoon or a teaspoon of, of peanut butter is like three net carbs. It's not that much at all. If you're if you're having 20 to 30 a day, yeah, three is not that bad. That's not bad. Because the regalt has like none. That does sound good. 
It's really good, but you gotta but you gotta freeze it. Freeze it for like ten minutes. Throw it in the freezer for like ten minutes because it okay. makes it almost ice creamy. Right. Peach thoughts. Other diets. Did anybody here do the zone? No. Nope. The, do- the Dr. Phil book. Anybody do the Dr. Phil book? How about South Beach? No. How about, because how about you're, summers? Because you're not 65 years old living in Boca? <laughs> Playing Canasta? I did not do the Suzanne Summers. I'm trying to think if there's another diet that I did. I did Atkins and I did uh, Weight Watchers a number of times. Now, I've only done Weight Watchers and then my own Counting Calories fun game that did, I play. Did you do the hospital diet? Yes. The one that's supposed to have come from the hospital where you make the giant cabbage soup. Oh, And you can no. drink, drink as much of that soup as you want during the day. And then the first day, all you eat is bananas. And then the second day, all you eat is rice. And then the third day, all you eat is protein. You never did that one? No. Oh, boy. How'd that work out? Uh, the rebound from that was so furious. I, I think one night I just said, screw it, and I drove to a diner and just kept ordering stuff. <laughs> I want an omelet, and then in 25 minutes, I want a gyro. And then when it's 7 o'clock, I want rice pudding. And then bring me the fries with cheese and gravy. Yeah. My then we're going to go to the cake we're going to go to the cake and pie case, and we're going to pick something out there, too. So this is too much food. You have to stop. I'm running out. This isn't food. I've got no food. It's not counter. food today, sir. It's vengeance. Listen, Nikolaj. <laughs> Listen, Athen. This dovetails just... nicely into what I was going to bring up. What's that? Was, uh, uh, well, uh, as part of my gigantic backslide and humiliation uh, in, into gaining weight, uh, I've gone back to bagels. Oh, welcome. I miss bagels. Thanks for bringing up another food that I, I miss. Today oh, I had an bagels. onion bagel oh. with tuna fish, lettuce, bagel. and tomato. Wow. And And I had a garlic bagel with scallion cream cheese. Two bagels. Two bagels. One one sitting? No, in, in the course of 24 hours. Oh, okay. I've, just done two, I've done two bagels in one sitting. Oh, as have I, but... For breakfast? Sure. I would never do a bagel sandwich and then a side of bagel. That's, that's where my uh, my confusion lie. Yeah, that's Lay. Laid. Lay, 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 lay. Lay, that sounds magnificent. Gosh, how, I love bagels. How are your Jersey bagels, PJ? Are they are they as good as New York bagels? Is there something different about them? And then the question will be posed to Steve after that. You have to find the place. There are some clueless bagel people, and then there are some very good bagel people around here. You just have to know which one. When we moved in, we asked the neighbors, and we have our place. So we're good. Alicia Silverstone runs a bagel place. Yes. Sorry, I that's could. One of, that's one of the clueless ones. That's thank you, thank you for getting that. 
I got it. Um, How are I, ha- I haven't, had. haven't, haven't had. Okay. They were great in Bayside. Say that much. Yeah. Well, that's yes. They would be. Yeah. The question is when pretty, you leave. Pretty good. When you leave the New York area, sure, it's hit or miss. Sure. PJ knows how to hit. I fear miss. In New Hope, I do. I live in Newtown, yeah. though. We're gonna we're gonna keep doing it till we get it. The farther west you go, the more you err on the side of bread. Right. Well, it's shaped no, like a bagel, break. but this tastes like a slice of bread. But I do I do still go into work, you know, two or three times a week. So I still have an opportunity to get a good bagel in Manhattan. Yeah, what's right. your, what's your you go-to don't. bagel? But I don't. But you don't. What's your go-to bagel, Desert Island Bagel? I don't know if we've ever discussed this. We have not. We've not. <sighs> I'm ambivalent on the bagel, but I, I, my go-to is the scallion cream cheese. That's that's the thing I that's love. That's a given, right? Okay, that's More fair. Than anything. I, I'm I'm embarrassed to say a plain bagel with just regular cream cheese. That's it. Toasted, toasted, untoasted. Uh. Toast it only if I'm putting butter on it. Okay. Cream cheese, not, not. No. As a matter of fact, I get irrationally angry if the bagels <laughs> are too fresh and they put cream cheese on it and it starts to melt. Because it's hot. Because the bagel's hot. The bagel is too warm. It melts the cream cheese right. and ruins my Do breakfast. you let them butter it for you? I do. Do you find that that's probably seven times more butter than you would ever do yourself. <laughs> it's always a mistake. You always have to say light butter. You know that's, that. That's right. But if and I don't say light butter, it's a lot of butter. Everything bagel, toasted, light butter. And away we go. Yeah, that's I, nice. No, I ask for butter to go when they give you the little pad of butter between the two little wax papers. And you just go <laughs> in the corner and you, and you do it yourself. Quietly. You do have a good. You do have a good place. Do you have to go in a corner to do it? I, I go in the corner because I don't want them to see. <laughs> you, can't, you can't go to the table out in the open. <laughs> I don't want them to see that. I don't want them to. I mean, they put it on with like a spatula. It's crazy. Yeah, they yep. do. It's not. It's certainly not a pat of butter. No, it's like half a stick. God, I love bagels. God, I'm and I'm, I'm ending this. Bagels are good. Bagel Friday. Bagel, Bagel Friday. Uh, I allow it once a week. I have decided to allow pizza once a month. That's fair. I get I get pizza it's once reasonable. a month. Reasonable. And I, I haven't had reasonable. pizza in about a month. Oh boy. It had been eight months since I had had a slice of pizza, and I had it on Father's Day, and it was magnificent. New Hope Pizza. Better or worse than New York Pizza? How many times am I going to tell you? I haven't you didn't had it. I haven't had it. Pizza you haven't had? No. Okay. The kids did, though, and Teresa found a uh, place that's really good. Thin crust, really good. Good. Now, is it Newtown or Newton? Okay, here we go. It's Newtown. PJ. <laughs> PJ, final unload. Is it New Hope or New Up? I hate you. <laughs> PJ, final unload. <laughs> <laughs> uh, further you. promotion further I curse you I curse you <laughs> further promotion for True Detective 
season two uh, actually turns out that it's an incredibly nuanced and dense story where the details go by so quickly if you're not paying attention you have no idea what you're staring at um, and uh, much as we said last season was the best use of a headbutt ever done on on, uh, on TV uh, this season is best use of Rick Springfield ever done on TV so True Detective season 2 go do it Nice. PJ, uh, Cal, final on the... What would be the best use of Rick Springfield delivering a headbutt on TV? <laughs> wow. Does that exist? That's, that's a whole new level. All right. Well, I'm looking for it. You just exploded the universe. That's it. That's While all I got. That's my final unloads. I'm, I'm on the lookout for the best instance of Rick Springfield delivering a headbutt on TV. Fantastic. I'll keep you posted. And my final unload is uh, I'm going to go get a slice of pizza. Okay, that's uh, (laughs) and a bagel and pasta, and then I'm going to have ice cream. Thanks, guys. Wow, they really stay open late in New Hope, huh? They did. (laughs) That's what I hear. Help. (laughs) That's my understanding. I don't live there, so um, maybe, you know, maybe they do. I don't know why you keep telling me that. Nothing to be ashamed of. We'll see everybody next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, you guys. We'd we'd do it without them. Do it without them. Look at that. Look at here. Looky, 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 looky. You can't even have saltines? It's like the lightest cracker there is. You can't have wheat thins? You can't have... Guy's still what? reading his list. Can you have popcorn? Does that count? <laughs> Not even one popcorn? One piece, one kernel. Grape nuts. It's in the health food aisle. <laughs> what if it's organic? Can you have it if it's organic? I buy the organic pop tarts. That's not bad, right? You could have that. You can't? Man. 